0: Hello, I'm Ian, and I'm Darren, and welcome to Average Bikers in a KU. A show where a group of
1: average bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike,
0: from news, reviews, interviews, and the big questions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a review. On today's show, episode 35, you'll get our usual rambling, some news stories from the last few weeks, we'll have a regular catch up and check in which we've got a little bit to talk about and then this week's big question is should you go on tour in scotland hmm interesting this week's episode is sponsored by afterground an exceptional drone wedding portraiture and events photography and videography company that specializes in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Chicken (laughs)
1: Chicken time! So, check-in, check-in, check-in. What have we got to check-in about today? Well, I think um, we've both actually been out on the bikes since the last podcast. Mm. Some of us on the saddle a tad longer than others, but still out on the machines of joy and delight.
0: The mental machines.
1: Although your check-in would be really short because your big question is essentially your big, massive, massive check-in, is it not? Aye, aye. Kinda, yeah, kind yeah, of. Kind aye, tinder, of. Kind of.
0: Kind of.
1: Obviously, there'll we, be... We'll be, we'll be Chat channel stuff. so I'll check in first. Willa. So, I have been out on the motorcycle, um, since getting that. What was the last thing I did? Was it, um, I've taken it out, I've taken it out a uh, we did Ireland, we talked about Ireland last time. Honestly, I should really re listen to these podcasts and remember what I've talked about, shouldn't I? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, no, I've been no, been out on a uh, the overlook, um, fantastic. Uh, just been taking it up and down in and out of Glasgow, and uh, up and down here, um few wee bits and bobs So just basically Just keeping it running Keeping it enjoying Every second of it
0: Air's a, a nice button. wee run though Ain't it Air's a great wee run Air's a Absolutely. great wee run I've seen us just Go there for coffee Aye <clears throat> <clears throat> Just I? head down Find yeah. a coffee spot Near like the beach Somewhere Whether it be Trin yes. Or Air or
1: whatever we're down, to, we're down to the Downhill Farm Coffee shop Which is down past In between Air and Garvin. Yeah Oh aye, aye. And because we've got Panniers You can easily Quite easily Pick yourself up or you pun of potatoes <laughs> and weak them home without the worry of giving yourself potato back. Although potato back is really a different thing. Being oh, well, just, uh, yeah. But uh, that, uh, And of course, the Aesha potatoes. So, uh, the Michael's top tip of preparing your Aesha potatoes is to boil them up, uh, skins on, I take a wee bit of scrubbing, of course, but um, who doesn't love a scrubber? So, you boil them up, uh, skins, keep the skins on, roll them in butter, and add a liberal dash of oatmeal and salt and pepper. And just eat them like that. I know look, your face is oatmeal. saying a picture, so, but I did. Yes, oatmeal. It's absolutely delicious. If you get enough butter on it, it makes the oatmeal go all creamy. And then we get this lovely oatmeal coated Ayrshire potatoes. But it's got to be Ayrshire potatoes. Ayrshire and Ayrshire that potatoes will keep like you it. going on the bike all day. It's full <sighs> of energy.
0: Aye. Assume, all you. Assume you get the potatoes, bring them home, then cook them and all that, then eat them, then, and then go, go back, back out and the and bike. bike. Aye. Exactly, yes.
1: Exactly. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, the bike's brilliant. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving uh, the overlook. You just—it's just—it's just a dream. And and to me, it's right. It's—it's clearly just the right proportions for the way I like to ride. You know what I mean? Right. I. just—I just sit back. I'm scooting about, just squeezing around the corners. Da, 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 da. So like a wee waltz, you know. Just absolutely love it. Popped into Triumph the other morning, uh, as well, just to say hello, uh, and to pick up a buff because try and forget these lovely buffs and right um a neck a neck oh, a neck, gator, buff. neck gator a neck gator, a yes. neck gator and well, um, see,
0: there's an interesting fact only buff can call them muffs that's correct everybody else can't because it's that's why them.
1: only sellotape can call sellotape sellotape because sellotape is the brand name like a hoover and look I'm going to just google it even if I'm using bing but why the hell would you use bing but you know what i mean so yes, uh, interesting fact. Thank so um, so popped out the jam just to pop in and grab myself a little buff. Uh, met JB there as well. Um, and oh no, in fact, I took JB there. So I went and picked JB up. Went out for lunch. He jumped in the back of the overlook. I here in Ter- Glasgow in the back of it. His was down in there. So oh, is it? Um, but he popped out. He, he, he said he take me out for lunch, and uh, I ended up paying. But they'd cool, can I say? Uh, bumped over, jumped over to Triumph just for we. Took him back to the West End. And uh, that was cool. Nice, nice. Uh, the other day, I popped into Harley as well for a wee coffee. Just, uh, just to pass some time. Just you know, for a... Just, as just you for do. a nosy. Dropped the, the car off in the garage and then went and jumped to Harley for a wee, a wee coffee. A wee coffee. 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 If you're from Chicago. The beers. You know, so... Um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so the, that was it. I mean, a nice, nice chilled few weeks of the, just... You know, just enjoying that, you know. Uh, I did I was following this absolute nutter um on on uh, posting things on Facebook about his tour around Scotland. Absolutely just I don't know who the guy is, but he seemed to be having a way later time. Oh. Anyway, what about your check in Dan? What have you got?
0: Uh what have I done for the last couple of weeks? Well last couple of weeks was obviously all getting prepared and geared up mm. for obviously gonna be last week. So obviously when you guys are listening to this, I'll have been back probably about a week, maybe, maybe just less. But we'll talk a bit man, about the roads and stuff and things that we covered and checkpoints and stuff when we get to yes. the big queue, um, but I think it, just, it was an absolute joy, an absolute, I, I literally could of got to the end and just went back running again, hidden only mm. for the fact that my arse was starting to get a bit numb, do you know what I mean, it, need, it needed a wee day off the bike, and then out again, you know what I mean, the, the day after we go back, a wee run down to the oven we, for a coffee. Nice. For coffee. Um coffee. coffee? Yeah, for coffee. Um, if anyone, obviously, we've talked about it before. Um, but if anyone in, is interested, check out um, Chicken Strips, which is run by Bruce Smart, Teapot One, and Simon Weir, the, the kind of roots guru. Um, and he's actually, a, he's genuinely a nice bloke as well. <laughs> he's, got, he's got some stories. That's all I'm going to say. Um, from all his years of editing um, at, at bike magazine, and then his days in a punk band, which is just nuts. Um, <clears throat> he's shocking on the comms, though. I you mean, know, when he's really? on comms, he's like, <laughs> "All right, I think that was take a left. I think I think I might have an
1: effect for that. Wait, wait, let me just see just see if we can if we can do that is a, is a, is a,
0: which one is it? Talk box. No, I can't hear that. You can heal it I can heal not? No, don't I of it. No, that would have that would have even be better. Do you know what I mean? It'd be um, funny
1: if I actually records like that wouldn't it? You've not heard it like that, but I heard it in here like that. Oh, you
0: heard that? Inhale, I didn't hear it heal like that. That's weird. I know, isn't it? But mm-hmm. I think I did get that with mine when we did lots of sound effects. Anyway, mm-hmm. the only <laughs> t- the only time must have. The only time Mr. Weir was clear was when he was shouting at traffic to get out of the f- NY, do you know what I mean? And that was <laughs> as crisp and clear as you could get. Um, as for the other guys on the trip, it was just, you know mean, again, good bunch of guys, um, I'll give them a shout out, so David, Paul, Dale, Jeremy, Peels Danny, Steve, Dave, Martin, Jamie, Mark and Mick, um, if you guys are listening, which I know a lot of you have now started to subscribe, Um Enjoyed the week, these chaps, and hopefully we'll get to do it again next year. But we'll go anti-clockwise next year.
1: And oh go but, way, oh you. No, no, you can't be sexist. You can go uncle clockwise as well. well. Hey, hey, there you go. Thank you. Um, tell me this also. So, so, um, uh, so all, of all the guys here, yeah. Uh, yeah. you did, we did. talk a wee bit, a wee bit about um, you being the, the weird Scottish person booking to do a tour of Scotland. When well, you actually, I wasn't. I wasn't. to say were
0: you the only one? I wasn't the only weird Scottish person because obviously Bruce is weird and Scottish. Um, but he lives, downside, so he, he lives down south. He lives down south, but obviously Steve. He's even weirder. We Steve's from um, kind of Edinburgh, with with Goway. Oh, he's from Edinburgh,
1: Ken. Aye, ah, Ken, nah, aye, aye.
0: And uh, Steve was there, but Steve had a Steve had awful bad luck. So Steve did the tour last year, the the kind of very first one he did last year, and uh, obviously decided to do it this year as well. Um, but Steve missed the first two days because his bike was in bits, and his mechanic just had so much bother. Oh, really? I only went in for like an oil change and a filter change and like belt alignment and stuff, and uh, like it just had it a nightmare. Try to get it back together and stuff And then when what he did get item? it back together uh, KTM uh, No KTM, KTM um. But when he right. got it back together He'd actually bust a hose And that was causing it to run in one cylinder Which was just mm. an epic But he eventually caught up with us At the uh, end of day two So he met us at the Kylo um Hotel The Kylo Hotel And then um, he settled for there But come day f- The start of day f- five we were in helmsdale he woke up and he had a puncture (laughs) and it was like oh my god son you've got any luck so he then took it and he just went straight into inverness with dale 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 kept him company while we kind of did the loop around the back of inverness to get a new new tire fitted because he didn't (coughs) even plug it so he went to get a new tire fitted fun a place that did tires in inverness and had one which was just luck in itself and then they couldn't get the back wheel off so, whoever tightened it up before had obviously tightened it up with a gun and it was rock solid. The guy at the, the garage snapped his wrench, trying to get the back wheel off. So, eventually, they Jesus. had to the tire weld it, right? And then they caught up with his. And then on the last day, I think we were around about Selkirk and we pulled it in for petrol. And as he rolled up for petrol, Simon spotted this huge strip on his back tire that was done to the wire. Jeez. And it was about a bit lengthier horn and about two fingers, like, excuse me, Mm, But it was oh. just this massive ball patch, and he was like, I just can't risk it because if that blows, I'm done. So he had to get green flag to come and get him. So poor Steve has had absolutely zero luck on that trip. Oh, Certainly. Steve, sorry, you that mate. But he's, he, he took it well, he took it in good part. You know what I mean, and he did get slagged rotten for all the time he was there. Do you know what I mean? Just mm. that he's. Turning up late which,
1: and all that, which, kind of which does show you how how um how much maintenance a bike needs. You know what I mean, and, as opposed to a car. You know, and I think the and, thing
0: was is he did he did he he said to his mechanic, "Listen, I've, I've ordered tiles for these. While we wait, and while we get them changed, there, blah blah blah." And he's he's mechanic looked at it and went "No, no, no, the tiles were they were fine. You'll get rid of that tour when they tiles and we'll change them when you come back." No, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're like woofed. Can you, imagine the how can you imagine heading home As the first two days That tyre would have been balled Somewhere way up north Do you know what <coughs> I mean Aye, that's like scary it could have been John Groats or anything, And that tyre could have been gubbed so. I
1: was watching a YouTube thing About, about um, the myths of biking And one of them You know, is that it, it's cheap And one of them Is that it's, it's low maintenance No, it's no, It's no low maintenance A bike is no. not low maintenance no. A bike needs constant love and attention No uh, you know, and it's and it's expensive to give it love and attention
0: Don't get me no. wrong, a new bike is probably but cheaper. A Russian
1: oligarch's 21-year-old bike, you know A it's...
0: new bike versus a new car I think the bike might be slightly dear Just because your service intervals than a new car yes.
1: but Although, to be fair, you know, Triumph 10,000 miles for a service interval
0: After your first one
1: Aye, right. after your first one
0: After your All first right. one
1: And Triumph, to be fair because my bike went in for its first service, as you know, oh, I um, did. you know. Try. I don't. I don't know about other dealers, but I know that Triumph. If you bring it back to, to, the, to the to the dealership that you bought it from, you only pay for the parts, so you don't oh, pay dear. for labour.
0: Yep. Oh, so I was good. only
1: fifty four pounds or something like that for my first service.
0: That's good. That's really good. That's actually.
1: brilliant. Brilliant, right? So, um, so I don't know if you know that. So, unfortunately, no. poor John gets stung with that. All oh, right, cause because he bought it, out, cause he it down in London, and then so he got he got. He was an extra couple hundred quid. So that's that's what you're
0: saving. Aye, Which again, couple hundred know. quid you could buy accessories with that. Exactly. Or fuel it up and go away for a couple of days. Yeah. Which is buy yourself a, a buff. Buy yourself yeah. a, a buff or ten. Or ten exactly. So um, Yeah.
1: So you're right. You're right. It's it's it's, it's no. It, it's a labour of love, really, biking. Aye. Let's be honest. you know what I mean? But you what do.
0: I will say is, if you're going to do a trip, but if you're going to take in part of an off course five hundred. I would definitely do it on a bike before I would do it on anything else, because Aye. the yeah. amount of cars and vans and stuff that just, when they saw us coming just pull into LA by and just put their hand out and waved us on, just so that we could go on, meant we weren't really held up at all, do you know what I mean? And then when we, were, good. When we good. were held up, it was on the normal roads, Um and you mean know, you get by eventually. albeit when there's fifteen years, it can take a bit longer for us all to get by. But you know, I mean that's the that's the downside. Um, it does. Oh, but, it, what about the, the I, But carry on. You, I think you're going to ask the
1: question. What, the, I was going to ask about the Ranger bikes that you, that you had with you. Oh, uh, so I know. I popped in. I caught up with you. In, you in, did in catch up with me. Yes, just you did. Man, man, by luck, really, because you didn't stop where you were supposed to stop. Because,
0: exactly. We were supposed to stop at Inverkip, but because the weather was so good, we were Aye. fleeing along.
1: Pulled into Inverkip, and I was going, Where are they? Where are they? Found you in the bike. Great to have you tracking. And saw that you'd just passed Inverkip. So I was like, I, I might catch you at the ferry. So I managed to catch you at the ferry. But literally, was... two minutes, shake Bruce's hand, and away you went, really.
0: Aye. And that was us. I know. And that was just pure. That was one of those last minute dot coms or the. Or the, the well, the comms, literally. Yeah. To say, oh, well, listen, "We're not stop, Which is so it's fine.
1: That's, that's, that's part it's part of the the joy of being out on a bike, and you know, you make your own route, essentially, don't you? But I
0: know. You know? But it's um. No, I thought you were going to ask about the hand solo hand groupy thing, because that's probably about oh, well, mm. in terms of comms up. That's the biggest group I've ever been comms up with because it was fifteen years and we were all comms and how did you do that? Didn't you didn't all have the same comms? You didn't know. No, we did. We all had cardos. All oh, right, okay. So we all had cardos mix of bolds and edges, but everybody had a cardo. So we managed and, to get one. And, and was that a DMC? So um and that was that your own that your own cardo
1: rather than Aye. or did or so they didn't provide cardos, you just No no no. Everybody
0: like... everybody had a hi Susan. Uh, everybody had a cardo. Um there was a couple of guys, didn't they? And actually bought them for the Bought them for the tour, right? right, all right okay, because go. they wanted to be on comms, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, actually works really well when you're doing like drop off marker, and it's great to have a a blether and stuff. You know what I mean as you're riding? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a there's a lot of time I spent doing what they call a tail tail and Charlie. Um, which is you you're the very last one, so when somebody marks a junction. Once you get to it, you flag them the morning. You just stay constantly at the back. And I did that for I did that for about three days. And the reason I did that is because on the comms, the guys were. I mean, there was a good maybe kilometer, kilometer and a half between us, and you would hear, "Oh, look at that view." That's when I knew. Oh, better put the camera on if it wasn't yeah. already on. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. Right, so that I wasn't having to just film absolutely everything or slow down to film or whatever. There's a couple of bits where I did slow down the film because it was really nice just to take that time, and then it meant at the back I could pull her on, just say, to the "Guys, keep going, I'll catch you up." Pull her, right. take some pictures, and then, and then off again. Do you know what I mean yes. rather than pulling an her, and then tail end guys go to wait you oh, need to take pictures and all that kind of stuff? So that's that's quite good for that point of view. That so I didn't really mind it, and I'll be it, it doesn't even mean that you're going hell for leather like some of the guys were up front, but. Mm-hmm. My whole point of going was not to go hell for leather. It was to go in day, the kind of, yes. the, the top, the top part of the country. Mm-hmm. So that was that was quite good. It doesn't mean though that I have got loads of footage to edit. Do you know what I mean? Which so this time next
1: year, feel free to watch Average bikers in the caves uh, trip <laughs> round Scotland.
0: Well, I've done I've done a lot of day one already, um, sure. and try to get it done to kind of little five minute busts. So, that it's not loads, but the difficulty will be when you get to kind of day three, day two, day three, and day four, there's just so much good footage because that's when you're doing Glencoe, the Skyfall Road, you mean the Ealing yeah. and all that kind of that whole stretch. A is just we'll talk about it later, um, mm, and yes. then the rest, the Black Navarre, and all that. And it's just there's loads of good stuff up there. Um, so I, but it was um, mm-hmm. I was quite glad, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but on the Friday when we when I left to come back, it was just me and just to be able to blast up the road, you know what I mean. And I didn't go motorway; I took the back roads, kind of come up through them fleece and stuff, nice. And just to have the music on, just sing away in your helmet without, you know what I mean, singing away and then going, oh Christ, everybody else is listening to this, do you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. have people talking another the tap of you. Do you know what I mean? Or just <clears throat> yeah,
1: on Because yeah. I, I was wondering how, you're, how, how the comms thing went, but it's fine if I do a car, that makes sense. Uh, what, what about the range of bikes then? So I'll about the range of bikes as well. Range of bikes, so, so obviously... My, my, yeah, my, uh, my, big, my big thing about wanting to do a tour like that is the one thing, the one criticism I do have of the Speedmaster, and it's a criticism that everybody, I think, that I've watched, that, you know, even people that love that bike, is that the tank's small. So... You don't get that many miles out of a tank on the Speedmaster. Do you know what I mean?
0: I think we stopped.
1: So a hundred I would say safely a hundred miles a tank. You can push it a bit further, probably. Aye, but well we, we were
0: We were stopping before that. Do you know what I mean for fuel? Because everybody we were stopping for coffee quite a bit. Um right. Simon's Simon's kind of Simon's logic is is you try not to. You try to do maybe about 80 miles before stopping purely because yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, <clears> what do you call it? It just, folk need a break and stuff. And, yeah, yeah I totally, mean, it, totally. it keeps you refreshed. Do you know what I mean? Like on the day we did a bit, when we went across the top, Look, like we went for Al Gouish up across the top and then back all the way down to Helmersdale, which is quite a drop for John and that was about two hundred and seventy mile and a lot of that was single track road. That was an exhausting day. But you you mean you were tired, but no like absolutely shattered. Just just more mentally tired than anything else. A lot
1: of concentration, yeah. Aye, of course. A
0: lot of, of concentration. So I'm just looking at the the old doodah. Yeah, I think that
1: that that that's my thing and I think probably quite a lot of people that maybe think, well, it's fine if you get a big adventure bike that's got, you know, big massive tank and you can get a couple a good couple of hundred miles out of it. So you're not gonna but if you suffer from range anxiety, as I can sometimes do, more so I have to say on the Sportster before I get rid of it the the, the I definitely got a good twenty or thirty miles more out the triumph that, than I do aye. than I did. But then I to be real, fair, I I'm think, probably no I'm not no riding the triumph quite as fast
0: and quite as high revs as the other one. So uh, I think about 115 mile A lot of the time, there's a lot of times we were a lot less than that for fuel stops. Mm-hmm. But it was about it was about 115 mile between fuel stops. Apart see, from see that to me, that gave
1: me gives me gives me the, the gives fear. me the fear. Give the fear. You know, gives me the fear. 115.
0: Because I think that I think that's right at the limit of that speedmaster. You would just need to get a wee like gallon and a half Tankery thing. Aye, I would have thought. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Um, there is one day we, I think we did It was about 130 miles Between stops But that was what, that,
1: Was there the chance To stop in between But there was two chances stops, to, so. aye,
0: That day That, that but, day was, So I
1: suppose then What you really want To just make sure Is that And I presume The guys probably Know that themselves When they're planning The routes If you get somebody On a smaller Tanked bike
0: Aye We'll just, just add another Aye and the, th- and the thing is Is right as I'm saying There was There was 130 miles Between that stop Or actually No it wasn't It was 120 miles Between that stop However After we fueled up the, 20 miles later We stopped for dinner uh, Stopped for lunch Then 60 miles after that We stopped for a coffee Right. And then we stopped for another coffee at the same time as we go fueled. Mm. So you know when there was opportunity to stop in between them and that was between yeah. that was between Helmsdale and Blair Gowry. So you're mm. coming down through Brewer, Gallspeed, Dingwall, Drumnard Rocket, Inverness. Right. So, do you know what I mean? You could have easily pulled her like, we stopped for lunch that day at Inverness, do you know what I mean? And there's tons of fueling stations, so there was plenty of opportunity to right. stop so, there and get some. I, fuel. I think that
1: just that would just be for people with smaller, you know, it's good to know. That even though you've done some big ranges, that's probably more just because all the bikes in the tour could handle that rather than,
0: aye, you know, aye, because so there was a lot of guys there on there was a lot of guys there on GSs the GS wanker brigade, right? And they know that. I mean, I'm not insulting anybody saying that. That's what they call them, Giles. There was a couple of those. The ones guys, that don't nod and wave when you pass them. Aye, well, there was a lot of those. Um, not on, not on our party, obviously. Um, no, I think two of those GSs were GSAs. Do you know what I mean? Which they just go forever on fuel because they've got aye. a fucking massive ass fuel tank. Um, we had, obviously, I was on the pan. There's a couple of guys riding Tigers, a 1050 right. and a bigger one. And then Danny was on a Wee 800, Tiger 800, an older one. Oh, um, and then there's a couple of boys riding RTs, um, BMW RTs. Right. Um, and then I think Simon was on his Honda, he's Cross Tourer. Um seven I think it's a seven fifty. But um aye, it was there was a, definitely a mix of bikes. But they were all other than the RTs, they were all a bit more adventure-y But yeah, that's yeah. not to say you couldn't do that that whole stretch. You just need to plan out your petrol stations. Do you know what I mean? And just <coughs> add in yeah, cool. you would just need to add in another couple or add one in and space another one out. Do you know what I mean? So yes. rather than having rather than having point A and point B, you would have point A and then another one just after that, and then one at point C, you know what I mean, so you're all, you just move B a bit.
1: Well, we can talk about that in more length, at the big Aye. question, because of the, but it uh, was good. the, the it, terrain that we're covering, do it... so you know what I mean, but yeah, nice, cool, cool.
0: Anyway, that was my check-in. Yep,
1: that's fine, but we'll talk in more detail <laughs> about all of that, and I'll be asking you lots more questions around the pros and cons, and but I don't think it's, it's not there was that many cons, to be honest, but <laughs> it's, um, you know, of, the, of touring in Scotland.
0: No, nice. other than the other than the weather, but we'll come to that. Yes. So there you go. That was the check in. Check Next up. Hello, it's now time for the news. It's news time. Feels like it's <clears> ages since I've done the news. Even though I know. We have I done it like. No. I
1: think only because um, our chat with the uh, biker dog buddy the biker Dog was so long it seems like it was aged before we did anything in between actually. it was a great chat it loved it chat. fast and see people when they've got stories and experience like that it's just oh, it's you just can just tight. sit and listen for hours it's brilliant it up. fantastic it up. few hours of just sitting and talking but i've got
0: a top bloke anyway crack on what have we got first sir uh ktm so 890 Supermoto Touring, yes, it's finally here, uh, the KTM 890 SMT, the first bike in the range to bear the Supermoto Touring name since the V-turn 990 of the late noughties, designed to give a mix of long distance comfort and Supermoto kind of scratching, um, the it weighs in at 194 kilos and it's powered by KTM's 889 cc parallel twin engine. It makes a claimed 103.6 brake horsepower at around 8,000 rpm, with a 73.8 pound foot of torque. Um, again, comes with a 15.8 15.8 liter tank, which is slightly smaller than the 890 Adventure. But again, that's the that's the the offset you get. Um, having yeah, that, that super yep, motor yep. side um, are actually claiming that it's got a fuel economy of 51.1 miles per gallon um, theoretically it's about 179 miles in that tank ideal for touring um, whether you'd actually achieve that or not again it's going to depend on your riding style because I would imagine that thing's going to be wanting to be uh, ridden
1: yeah. a bit <clears> throat> throat> pro- pro- you, you may not, you may not ride it the, the most
0: economically no now, using this, this, the same steel mainframe as the 890 Adventure, but it's just got revised geometry, um, which gives it better kind of cornering agility. Um, the angle of the rear shock has been increased to bring the seat height up to 820 and to accommodate the new longer swing arm um, that's again designed for straight line stability. Suspension is a 43mm WP Apex open cartridge, upside down fork, with 180mm of travel. Loads! The same level of movement is found in the rear shock. Brakes are four, pust- four piston calipers on 320mm front discs. Um, loads of stopping power. 17-inch ream. Reams? 17-inch <laughs> rims? Reams and, uh, and rims of paper. 17-inch rims.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's for putting it through the photocopy. Exactly.
0: 17-inch yeah. uh, rims, front and rear, with Michelin Power GP tiles. KTM say the rubber choice is more than sticky, more than enough stick for the slickest Armax, and they uh, have been specially selected for their specs and to appropriately satisfy... The KTM 890 SMT's demands. The <clears> covers <throat> on the bike are uh they look they look like a mix of plastic um that have been born out of the 890 Adventure and the six ninety supermoto. It's like the love child of the two, um as does the kind of single moto style seat that's on the rear. And remember folks, two good looking people would not necessarily produce a good-looking baby. Correct. So you really, you will have to Correct. judge it for yourself. Correct. Right. Um, now, obviously, no more, no modern bike is complete without its gizmos. Uh, again, we don't have that button. We mucked up last time. Um, that's the one. Um, <laughs> in there. yeah, okay. There's a five-inch uh, anti-glare and scratch-resistant car TFT to help you toggle your way through. ...multiple offerings in there... ...including uh, three-rider modes, ...which is range, street and sport... Uh, it's got, ...you can get an optional track mode... Um, ...which allows for like 10 levels of traction control... ...with lean sensitive ABS... ...and all of that kind of good stuff, stuff... ...to keep you kind of nice. shiny side up... Um, ...but it doesn't stop there... ...you can also add in... Uh, a, uh, ...you can also adjust the handlebars... ...to six different angles... ...within a range of 30 millimeters. And then you can buy add-ons, quick shifter, cruise control, all that kind of good stuff. Loads of bits you can add on to it or subscribe to, depending on what route KTM go. Comes in at 12,499, uh, and it will it's going to go head-to-head, really, with BMW's F900XR and MV Augusta's yep. uh, <clears throat> Turismo Veloci Tough market nice looking bike though do you know what I mean you can definitely see the clearance you can definitely see the Supermoto kind of vibe that it's got going on there's a nice never a big fan of the look of their saddles I don't know how comfortable they look it's that Supermoto style saddle do you know what I mean but the thing with that is, is it then makes it quite narrow which means that realistically it should be better for shorter riders in theory yeah it's still too big for me in theory um, I'm super short. We've obviously got a side-on picture there. There's a picture in I don't know if it was Ride or M C N or one of these that it's got a picture a, a front-on kind of at an angle view, um with a kind of optional numbering stuff and that one. It. It's really quite smart when you see it like that. Cool. Um, but yeah, and that one's obviously got the Ecoprovic exhaust and stuff on it, which will again be an optional extra. Interesting. Yes. Um, again Nice though key And funnily enough
1: It's in black and orange That's no item.
0: Black and orange yeah.
1: Which is obviously My favourite colour <clears throat> Yes exactly It's no black and yellow though No that's true Yes What we got next so, then? We've got a wee Triumph story And you know how I do love a wee Triumph story as do so we all. Triumph's commitment to British manufacturing Triumph for planning for the future And the commitment of securing the skill set Is needed to secure British manufacturing After concerns over the lack of young people Coming into the biking world they plan to boost the number of young people working in the dealers, and a new awards scheme on the cards to help students showcase design ideas. That's really good because I have noticed, and I don't know if it's just because I'm I'm more drawn to older people now, but you've you know there's a lot less young faces when you're in these dealerships and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's I mean obviously we go to Triumph and Harley quite a lot because they're our local dealers and they're not the cheapest of bikes, but you know there's it's not it's not a young guy's game. that... that Especially the time dealership, it's all, you know. I think it was my, my son remarked quite, quite, um, quite appropriately. He says, he said, bikers always look really, really cool until they take the helmets off. <laughs>
0: and, then just like,
1: and then they just look like somebody's uncle uh, out for the shopping. That's a good point. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, and that included me, John. He went, no, 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 dad, you look cool, but everyone else. So um, I think he meant me, to be a- honest. Average guess, bikers, every week, don't take your helmet off. I don't take your helmet off. Um, but he's right, you know, you, you, all these guys jump off, they get the cool leathers and all that, and then you take them off and you go, I, I, I'd have sworn you were 20 years younger. Do you know what I mean? You know, you still look cool, you know, Silver Fox. No, 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 guys, you know. <laughs> got a lot of life in, the, little <laughs> life in the old engine yet, but, you know, absolutely. So I think that's great that they're, they're trying to look when I mean, you've got it, really. You're not going to survive if you don't start getting a, No new market So no. um, uh, just as a wee aside there, in an interview with MCN, Triumph's chief commercial officer, Paul Stroud said, in addition to employment opportunities being created each year at head office, there are plans to expand the number of younger people working within our dealer network. And we are supporting our dealers' efforts to actively recruit younger retail and technical staff. Our dedicated STEM outreach team, STEM stands for. The idea. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics, right? Our dedicated STEM outreach team, we better. We better. Every day's a school day. <laughs> A teacher, <laughs> <laughs> the STEM team Is also planning the new Triumph Design Awards Which is an opportunity for students to showcase their innovative Designs and ideas to industry Professionals We are aiming to relaunch this in 2024 As a more inclusive programme So we can ensure that the opportunities it brings Are available to all students Irrespective of background Let's hope yes. they, st- they step up with that Because you know there's a lot of industries That say that but then when you look in the industries It's just full of a lot Lot of people yes. who, um, who who I'll, I'll be honest are funded by the bank of mum and dad. It's the only way they can afford to do these interns and all this kind of stuff. So people who don't have that kind of level of you know economic um, support behind them cannot get, get onto these things. So, I, you know, fair play for them calling it out. Let's hope that that calling it out is actually going to be, you know, carried through, and it doesn't go to the interns that that can mum and Daddy can keep an eye on them. But they. But they, but they st- support them financially fairly during the, the programmes. Yeah. Yes. You the Motorcycle Industry Association, the MCIA chief Tony Campbell, in an interview earlier this year, said the challenges we face in attracting young people to work in the sector are the same we face in attracting new and young riders. We have been a great at servicing an ageing rider community. This in large part is mirrored by our workforce, which is absolutely what we're just saying here, obviously. Paul Stroud continued, there's a huge challenge for the whole industry to attract and retain younger staff, and we are committed to supporting the MCIA's drive. Alongside plans for the future, the Hinkley-based firm already offer a number of support schemes for younger workers. At the Leicestershire headquarters alone, there are multiple apprenticeships on offer, as well as roles for graduates leaving university. Now, where I work, I've got a graduate leaving university scheme and it's a fantastic scheme to get involved because it, it gets you in there and it gets you that level of experience it's that through the real-world real you know,
0: experience, isn't it? You know, the real-world experience.
1: So brilliant. Again, hats off to them for that. Helmets off for that. Hey! Three-year yeah. apprenticeships are also on offer for kids as young as 16 across the dealer network. These provide training for technicians and are automotive technician accredited and come with a qualification in motor vehicle engineering from the Institute of the Motor Industry. Brilliant. Triumph is also keen to support potential students who live in areas where there is low participation in higher education. So we are working with Loughborough University to provide engineering scholarships, Stroud went on. We hope to enable these students to advance their education by attending university to study product design engineering or automotive engineering and for them to be supported through their studies by our Triumph Engineering Mentor Scheme. A record number of scholarships have been awarded for 2023, with 53 future engineers taking full advantage of the offer, being provided £3,000 a year for three years to help with the cost of study. So yes, uh, you put it down here. good job triumph and absolutely a great job triumph. Thank you very much for for doing this and for calling it out because I think that's just incredible. That? You know, there, there's such a there's such an onus on on learning. And on getting degrees and getting all these kind of things, but to get to get people into schemes where they're actually work with their hands and they're fixing things, because so many people actually that's that's what they do, you know. And, and, and to, it's one... and to take that and offer if you had sixteen year olds that don't like your, you know that don't fit in an academic program. You know, yeah. to say come in, come into our showrooms, and we'll start to pay you, and we'll teach you how to fix cars and uh, fix bikes and fix stuff. You know, and we'll teach you how to, you know, test stuff and all this kind of thing. Nah,
0: brilliant, amazing, great job. Uh, it's one of those ones. <clears throat> some of the master technicians and senior experienced mechanics know little things that a textbook can't teach you. Yeah, and the only way to know the, and soak up. Oh, this is really by working with these guys, and right. you know what I mean, oh, I've got this little problem, and this and that. these guys know little tricks, and it's yeah. just, it's, aye, it's, it's, if we if they don't do it, and if the if the industry doesn't put a real focus on doing it, then you're gonna lose experienced technicians. Do you know what I mean? And then eventually, it's just gonna be, it's either gonna get really really expensive to fix and service your bike. Or it's I think aye, just... yeah, because and, and it's a, it's it's
1: such a skill now that you lose, yep. people lose that skill. I mean, bikes and cars and things—they're so technologically advanced now. You know, they, they, you kinda even until you plug in a computer for a start, right? Yep. You know, and then you need to fix it, but you know. Back back in the day when, when when I first started driving, before I even started riding bikes, you know, your your manuals for your cars and, and the manuals for the bikes would show you how to do things like adjust your carburetor and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and these kind of things. Now the manuals for cars tell you not to drink the brake fluid. Do you know what I mean? So it's 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 a it's a different world Don't we live in live in now. Because, <laughs> you know, and we do live in a world where most people expect to just go on something and it works.
0: Don't drink the blake fluid. Don't
1: drink the blood. Exactly. You know, so get on up. you know so to to start Bringing that skills back out there. Brilliant. Thank you. It's Thank a you, shark. <laughs> And if and, and I think if there's anybody out there listening, right, who who you know works for Triumphs, knows somebody who works for Triumphs, or knows, you know, young youngsters that are that have that have maybe taken up this or, or started to take this up. We would love to hear from you and we'd definitely love to get you on the show. It'd be amazing to just get a chat with some young guys about their experiences working in the industry and all that. So if anybody's listening out there, please get in touch. We'd love to get in touch and have a
0: chat with you on the show. Excellent. Uh, Next up, we've got the new Yamaha Tracer GT+. Uh, The new Tracer GT+, is here, and this is the most technically advanced Yamaha tourer to date. So what's new? Well... Not only have they added some new tech, they've also listened to the current Tracer 9 owners and made some changes. Gone are the dual display screens, and hello to a nice new 7-inch TFT. Oh, I love a 7-inch TFT. I know, but if you've seen the the, the dual screens on the Tracer, then T.O. will be listening, shouting at the podcast unless he's fell asleep when Irene's listening. Um, the, the, it was Marmite. Mm. It was very Marmite. You know what I mean? There was the two screens, and they had a piece in the middle that kind of separated them. Um, I was never a fan, but, you know what I mean, it's, mm. it's one of those that's used to their own. So. But they've done a bit with that, and they've got this new 7-inch nice TFT. The new TFT obviously lets you see All things that you would expect to see on a bike with TFT, and plus you can use the Yamaha My Ride app or the Garmin Motorize app, and that does your navigation. The switch gear has obviously been redesigned, and now you get a menu button. Know that I've wrote in here, menu button,
1: a menu button, a menu beton? a menu button.
0: Anyway, now that we've cracked the racist gag of the week. Um, new menu button and a mini joystick to help work through the options on the new TFT. Also, and this is this Do this, not
1: do this, not attempt to use uh, no. the mini joystick to steer the bike.
0: No, no. It's not a video game. It is just not, so you know. No. Um this is the one thing that I think is is I think every bike should do this. Um all the switches now on the on the G T plus are bike Oh, cool. So, not only at night is it beautiful to look at, it's actually really functional <laughs> and yeah. it makes it easier to find whatever button it is you're looking for at night. So, everybody else is listening, with the exception of the couple that already did it. Sort your shit out and get it done. Backlight those bitches. Backlight those bitches. Um, the Sorry, she- <laughs> switches. Got it wrong. Got it wrong. <laughs> Backlight the switches, bitches. <laughs> The seat has been tweaked with a slimmer profile and improved premium finish to provide greater comfort. Rider position is now fully adjustable from a seat height of 820 up to 850. Footrest positions have two options, and handlebars can be lowered or raised on adjustable mounts. An improved quick shifter and adaptive cruise control comes as standard, as does radar-linked unified braking.
1: RULER Roll up. Roll up. That's not going to uh, RLUB. And if, if, you that, if you get that roll up on your
0: bike, if M-D- oh, does I do you love getting a wee bit of roll on my bike? Do you? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you keep your helm on for that? Mm. The, uh, if anybody doesn't know what radar unified braking or roll up is, the Chaser 9 GT Plus is the first bike in the world to adopt this innovative. Um, radar linked system that assists the rider's braking input um when required and it adjusts the front and rear brake bias um when the distance to the vehicle in front closes to a certain level that makes sense yes so essentially basically you get too close, basically it starts to apply brakes and stuff for you and it and it can tell again should it put more in the back more on the front etc um it's just it's the st- it's out st- the Put my teeth in. It's a st- stability and control enhancement that utilises a, hy- a hydraulic unit that automatically distributes the braking force from the rider's input to both wheels, is the easy way to put it, or the technical way to put it. Ah, oh, yeah,
1: so try saying that when you're drunk. <coughs> I can't even say it when
0: I'm sober. Do you know what I mean? Um, the heart of the GT Plus is unchanged. It's still powered by that 890cc triple that the other Tracer lines have had in the past um, in terms of numbers, it's 117 brake horsepower and about 68 and a half foot pound of torque. Um, four rider modes, street, rain, sport and custom allows for different feel and control when you're out on riding. Plus the GT, uh, bringing, uh, being the, obviously the GT model, you obviously get panels for luggage, in, and they're yes. colour coded. Hey, I've got a bike
1: with panels
0: now, I'm happy. <laughs> Well, not they not huge, they, but they do the job. But they do, you, can, you can get your buds studs in them. That's all that matters. I can get my Ayrshire's in them. That's, it. that's all that matters. Um, two colour options are going to be available for this. There's going to be a silver and blue. Yeah, it looks a bit, in my view, looks a bit cheap, if I'm honest. Um, I'm not a
1: big fan of the silver and blue in certain yeah. bikes, you know what I mean? I mean, Tiger, try and do um, a kind of blue and whitey, silvery kind of colour, and I'm not a big fan of it. I'd yeah, rather just go black. Yeah. Um, but the other one, once, they you, do, once you go black, you don't go back. Well,
0: hey. The other one that they do is grey, black, and bronze. Now, that sounds quite nice. There's a obviously we've got a picture of that here in front of us, and it looks very premium. It looks mm-hmm. good, looks like it's expensive, but is it? Well, again, it's available now, and the starting price for that is 14.910. Which, for all that tech is pretty decent. I think. Which again, for all that tech and it's a <clears throat> you know I mean, you say what you like. Everybody I know that's had a tracer loves it. Absolutely yes. loves that bike. Do you know what I mean? They've all fell in love with it. Do you know what I mean? Um and I know three folk that have had them and they absolutely love them.
1: Ah, uh, you don't really see that many bad things about them, do you, to
0: be no, fair? No, no. Uh, you know what I mean, and again, nice triple engine, it's you know, what I mean? it's got a nice sound off it and stuff. But, aye, I'm quite impressed with that. I would like... Well, we'll need to go down and visit our wee pals at, the, um, at our new Yamaha
1: yes. store we'll get that and see if we can get a shot
0: in one of those because our, <laughs> I just, I would like to see this black and bronze one in the flesh yes. because if it's half as good as it looks on here, I think it's going to look really nice. Yeah. But there cool. you go. That's the new Tracer 9 GT Plus.
1: Yeah. Talking about bikes that I would quite like to still have a shot of, i am not... I keep meaning to try and go and have a shot of these, but I would quite fancy a shot of the Ducati Scrambler. And they have got a revised Ducati Scrambler for 2023. So the Ducati Scrambler, which I mean, it's just so retro looking, I just love it, right? Especially when, you know, is when the retro. Like, yeah. Ducati Scrambler. We've talked about it before. The Ducati Scrambler has been around since 2014, and while it's had a number of upgrades over the years, it has always stayed pretty much the same. And that's because it doesn't need to change. <laughs> it's beautiful looking bike. Well, Ducati have decided to revise the Scrambler and make it more of a tech retro style bike. So there's five things that makes it different. So let's look at them here, okay? Gone is the good old-fashioned throttle cable. And hello, ride by wire. Ooh. This is a move to meet Euro 5 regulations, but also it allows for rider modes and better management that means they could smooth out the throttle and give kind of leaner feeling so i've got no issues with ride by wire having last few bikes being ride by wire so it's yep. you know rider aids being introduced again we talked about rider modes but also the new scrambler is getting four levels of traction control and the off option not only do you get abs but now you will get corner abs from bosh bosh from Bosch.
0: yeah can i beat the germans
1: that's it um the new chassis and conventional shop mount now gives it even better handling in the twisties. No change to the fox. So it will still be a little soft, but again, still an improvement. Yeah. A new TFT Dash, we do love a TFT Dash? Mm-hmm. Um has subtly modernized the cockpit as well as enhanced the connectivity. The Katy is good at switch gear and electronic menus, the scrambler being no exception. There's no need to resort to the manual to fiddle with modes and settings here. The peak torque is delivering is delivered at 125 rpm, which is higher now. It's delivered 1250 rpm higher. Now 7,000 rpm and 48 pound foot torque is one less than before. It's still flexible and friendly with a spark of cheeky fun if you want it. Cheeky fun. The un- yes. Cheeky fun. We are we are the cheeky the cheeky girls. fun. The unstressed air cooled motor is a great fit for a bike like the Scrambler. And it's a Ducati, but it's coming in at 9995. It's got an 803cc engine. It's got 73 brake horsepower and 48-pound foot of torque, as we just said. The fuel capacity is 13.5 litres, not a huge tank. Its seat height is 795 mil, so even I might just about fit that. I and mean. the weight is 170 kilos. And it comes in a host of colours with customization options galore. I'm pretty sure they do a yellow and black one. They do do a they yellow and black
0: one. They do pretty much every colour that's
1: gone. Um, and I really, I really wanted to buy the the Scrambler T-shirt that was in yellow and black I remember at the bike showdown in Birmingham, but we didn't. No. However,
0: I'm sure they sell it in the dealership, so I'll have a look. The Scramblers, the Scrambler again for less than ten grand. Aye. you can get a, you can get an Italian. You mean an Italian motorbike? That has more than enough welly and actually, and it's sexy, it's a sexy
1: wee bike. It's a good, it really is
0: a gorgeous looking wee bike, you know. Maybe it'll show up on our list when we talk about what makes a bike sexy. It may be, uh, say, for a future podcast. And if you want to think about it and
1: send us some ideas on what makes a bike sexy, is it the looks or the engineering? Is it a bit of both? Is it none? Is it the woman draped over it in the advert? We do not know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Aye, mail, but we, we will there's, discuss. Doesn't does but, we'll,
1: but we'll have to look at a lot more pictures just to just, you know, just understand. For it.
0: scientific purposes, of course.
1: Yes, it may be the bloke draped over it. It doesn't, you know. And, or,
0: or, or the them draped,
1: the draped them over draped the over top. It, yeah, Again, exactly. we're not being in any way discriminatory. Based, based on based on the size of my belly, with will be the the bags of Doritos draped over it. look <laughs> sexy. <laughs> 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 the, the, the bars of chocolate draped over it. That's just, just make me buy that bike. That, that bike likes Cadbury's brilliant Get myself one of them.
0: See, know? see, before we jump on to the big question, I'm going to. I'm going yes. to say something at this point, right? This is one. Is it, that, is it controversial? It's well, it's no, it's no Colin controversial, but it's. you, know oh, you right, okay. it's, it's, it's up there. Um, will, it, will, it, will it give some of the listeners a gasp? Yeah, I don't like a gasp, right? But. See the only thing I'll say about going away into it with fifteen other blokes, which ones? What is no, no, no. See, see when, see when you <laughs> every coffee stop we seem to have coffee and a cake, and when we went for dinner it was it, usually at least two courses and a couple of beers every time, which one yes. gets expensive and two gets expensive renewed do you know what I mean, midriff?
1: Wastikus. Yes.
0: Wastikus. aye. Um, the only thing is, is obviously you'd be surprised, I think, how many calories you actually burn riding the bike, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But still not enough, you know what I mean, to you know I mean, have your fly up in the morning. Then, you mean know what I mean, can a, at lunchtime, having some sort of, you know what I mean, whether it be soup and a sandwich and then a cake... And then in the afternoon having another bit of, I mean, cheesecake or hummingbird cake or whatever it may be, and then having a two-course meal at so, hummingbird cake? Aye,
1: hummingbird cake. What's
0: hummingbird cake? I remember that. We stopped in a little place. I can't quite remember where it was. I'll, I'll, it was on day five or day six, so it was kind of Cairngorms down the way, right? mm mm-hmm. um, And we went into this place. It might have been Poe Mill, actually, um, which is a bit of a biking maker. But we stopped in for this cake. And obviously looking across, I introduced a couple of the English fellows to Empire Biscuits, which they were absolutely, I mean, they weren't having me. Um, but they had this thing called hummingbird cake, and it's a bit like a, it looks like a, looks like a carrot cake, but right. it's not a carrot cake. They're made with hummingbirds? Oh my God, it's dynamite. It's absolutely phenomenal. I'll find out where that is, because that could be a wee Saturday run for us, Ian.
1: Yes, we could do Average Bikers and a Cake Average Bikers and a Cake Average Bikers and a Cake
0: We'd need to adjust the logo for that episode But aye, that could be easily done Yum, 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 yum Yum, yum, yum,
1: yum, yum There you go, that's another bell to a cake A yum, yum you haven't experienced a yum, yum Then you need to Nice there you go Yes, right. I can imagine. I can imagine you don't wear your
0: tight leathers at the start of that trip. And do you know what? For the first couple of nights, I was trying to be quite sensible. I was like, "No, no, no, I'm going to have the Caesar salad." You know Caesar mean? salad was really bad for you, wasn't you I know, but <laughs> <interesting> it's shocking. <laughs> I know, but it was. It was better than fucking. You know I mean, a double patty. You know I mean real Angus beef burger? Do right, you know true, what I mean? Fair Covered like, in cheese and where bacon, literally and literally macheted half a coup and stuck it between a bap. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, again, the lesser of two evils. As I saw it for the first two nights, and then it was yeah, fuck it. When in Rome, be Roman. Absolutely. Yep. We're in, uh, Roman in in other the other
1: Roman, Roman, the man. In the Great. Right. Hey, right, tell us and let's get let's get this big question.
0: The big question. How good is a tour of Scotland? Now, given we live in Scotland, ride in Scotland, and I've just finished a tour around Scotland, we thought we'd be really cheap (laughs) (laughs) and really lazy and actually go, right, you mean what better time to have a discussion on how good it is, some of the roads, some of the sites, some of the stops, and you mean is it worthwhile travelling this amazing country?
1: Ah, well, let's be honest, we've talked about it for a good few podcasts now, we have. and it's going to take you about a year and a half to get the footage out, so it's good to talk about it so <laughs> that the listeners can actually get a sense of how good it was, because um, if you want to see how good it was, then possibly by the time you do that, you'll be needing to get you a new set of very So, And to anyway, be, and to
0: be honest, the footage does not do it justice. Nah, it really n- n- does not n- n- Never does. does. Never does. No. 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 So, jumping back, right, we briefly talked about it, but we did not We did a good chat about it at the check-in, right? I've literally just finished... Chicken strips. He's flying Scotsman tour with Simon Weir and Bruce of Teapot One Fame. So with that in mind, I'm going to run you through the roads we went through, some of the stops we stopped at, and then we can just have a good old chit chat as we're going through it. All right. And and bearing in mind the
1: um the the film that will be coming out in June, two mixed reviews, I believe. But uh, you know, but just imagine the old fashioned map coming up right now.
0: Um, 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 do you know
1: something there's I, a wee bike a wee red line going and just
0: imagine it as, as, as we talk I actually, talk I actually <laughs> toyed with putting the Revive app on for the six days and yeah. getting the do 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 and then I thought oh, do you know what it's going to absolutely suck the life out of my battery Aye. do you know what I mean and I wasn't there for plugging my phone in every day to the bike but actually I probably should have done it because it would have looked really really cool in the footage but there hmm. you go Another reason just to do it again in Excellent. doing it uncle clockwise. So uncle clockwise. Right, let's start off at the starting spot. All right. So we were at Abingdon so, Services, which is about ten miles for bigger. If anyone's not done a run to Bigger, um, especially if you live in the central belt, there's loads of good routes into Bigger. It's such a there's so many good roads in there. Um but we'll. you know I mean there's smaller routes and the bigger routes. There is <laughs> Um, hey. The Clyde Valley Road's quite good as well as this kind of straven through the Road which is the 71, 72, 73 but anyway we'll we'll digress onto that The first stop on our tour was Walnock Head which is the highest village in Scotland from there we headed along the A76 which took us up into Comarnock. Again, it's a good road, nothing too technical, nice, fast, sweepy bends yep. and stuff, you only really slowed down for Sankar, Cumnock and Mocklin which is the kind of three little towns that you kind of pass through on the way there. Um, but other than that it's actually it's, it's quite a good road, nice overtaking spots and all that on it so if you're just looking for a wee blast that's a good road to take and it doesn't take you cool. too long. I think it's about an hour for Walnut Head to Cumnock, not too far. After a cheap coffee stop at McDonald's um, we just kind of ploughed along the bypass a bit through Irvine and headed towards the B714, which takes you towards the Rye. And then you join the 784. Now, these are obviously roads that you and I know because these yeah. are the roads in our back door, which mm. was good. Um, and that was when we took the kind of road... The 784 is the road that we would take kind of over towards Largs when we do like chippy runs and all that kind of good chippy stuff. Chippy runs! Chippy runs! And... Um, at large you end up just naturally on the A seventy eight, which again follows on the coast. Again, it's not a particularly great road because it's usually mobbed and there's very I, few places to overtake on it. I think yeah, the only it's, thing it's, about, it's, I, the only thing about that road is you might see the Waverley. Yeah. Do you know
1: what
0: I mean? But that's, that's about it. the size of that road. There's nothing too exciting about it. No, it's a bit
1: it, it, it's too it's too busy to enjoy. If, if you can guarantee it empty, you get an ice coast road and everything it'd be lovely, right? ah,
0: You can weave, all the way around. You can
1: weave in, but it's just too
0: busy to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we stopped at Guruk and we jumped on, and that's where obviously we bumped into you. Yep. And we got the ferry over to Dunoon, and that just cuts you—you you having to go all the way or the Asking Bridge and all the way along and all the way back the again. It just cuts out some of the some of the mileage. We stopped at a little hotel there, literally just off the ferry, and turn left, and there's a hotel on the corner. We stopped there for a bit of lunch. Can't remember the name of it, but the food was quite good. And we sat outside. Uh, it was, Royal Marina or something? That was it? It. Yeah. Weather was really nice, so we just sat outside. Now, it's nice. this is where it starts to get good. So from Dunoon, we headed along the A815 and then onto the A83, which takes you to Inverary. the Inverary, again, is a great run. On a Saturday or a Sunday, it is yep. always a busy especially if the weather's good, it's always busy with bikers and everybody else going to Inverary for a coffee or an ice cream. Um again, great set of roads. It's not overly technical. Um it's you I mean there's a cut a little bits, but nothing that the majority is nice and long and swoopy up by the lock, fine, um and you get some spectacular views up that way. Now, yes. from inverary we stopped for a coffee, as you do. We headed on to Oban. Now, we took the A816, which is another great road. Bit more challenging, bit more on the twisty from a technical perspective. Um, but again, it's just such a good road. Um, lots of good scenery on it. And yeah, it's a little hidden gem, I think. I mean I do think for us especially that's a little hidden gem because if we were going out for a day we could easily jump the ferry and do that road stop in Oban for lunch and then double back around to Tundrum and come back doing that way so really nice little nice little hidden gem Um, but that took us to Oban and we stopped in Oban um, stayed in a I oh, can't remember the name of the hotel but yeah, it was alright. It was a, you know, it was fine. I mean, Oban's got loads of little nice hotels and B and B's and restaurants and stuff like that. So, um, a nice wee easy bed in to the actual tour, and it was only 195 miles that day, which saw us on the bike from about nine half nine, um, and that was us to about quarter past five or something like that. So it was nice and nice and easy going, no too overly paced, few stops and stuff. Sure. Day two started in Oban, obviously. And we had a thirty mile stretch up the A eighty five. Um and again fairly easy going. Pretty much all the kind of the eight roads that are in that central belt. Um at the end of the E eighty five, that's you back onto the A eighty two, which obviously is one of our favourite roads. Um yes. we took a we took a left there. No, sorry, we took a right there uh, and popped along to what is probably a biking maker in in the west coast, and that was the Green Welly stop at Tindrum. Again, it's a bucket list for any biker is to go to the Green Welly. Um, I always take my bike. If I get a new bike, I always get a go up to the Green Welly just so that it's. I've been still there. got to take the overlook up to the Green Welly. That sounds yep. like a de-out, my friend. That sounds yes, like I a out. So. Is um, John had his bobber up there yet? Yeah, it's a bit personal, isn't it? <laughs> 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 <sighs> I was late to the button. Um, but I, Oh yeah, but that's
1: a wee trip for John as well. I think maybe we can go to that. Yeah.
0: When we got to the game, really, surprise, surprise, West Coast Triumph there. They were doing their off-road weekend there, um, which was quite fun because obviously we pulled up there and nobody knew. And um, I was like ah, I go over and I went, that's like here, check check that last out obviously talking about Sean. I, yeah. like, I says, oh, I'm gonna go up get, I'm gonna go up and get a hug after that last year. and they were like, Aye, right, very good and I was, so I jumped off the bike, went running away and I was like, "Hey!" she was like, Oh my god, come in and give me a hug And they were just all looking mm-hmm. as if they say the fuck well played mate well played but, well but shan come down obviously and got some pictures with, I can't remember the boy it was not the corner it was the other boy that takes the pictures so he got, oh, yeah, he got yeah, a yeah. big picture he's all parked in the green welly car parking centre us, which was quite cool, cool. but um, when you leave the green welly nine times out of ten we would obviously turn left and head back down along the banks of local home and the stuff which can be <clears> quite busy do you know what I mean it's quite aye, a busy it, bit it of road that yeah, if you, get, if you get, and it is. I mean, it's great if you want to overtake, right? If you
1: want to be bit buggies, it does lots of overtaking points in that. To be fair as well, aye, you can you can, you scoot can along buzz by quite. I buzz by yeah. Aye. but it's also very well frequented by our friends of the of the legal of the, the constabulary. Legal, uh, the
0: constabulary, yes, yes. And yes. surprise, surprise! Right for the record, Tendrum was the last time we saw a a, a traffic cop until we were like halfway back down the east coast, we never saw really? another, we never saw another traffic cop, they were at Tindrum, the two of them on their big BMWs, um, and they pulled out a Tindrum and went poof, left back down towards Loch Lomond, because Lach-Lomand. they know that's where they're going to get, I've got to <coughs> say that's where they make the <coughs> money, but that's care. where they're going to catch idiots, do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we came out there and went right, so again, we're now on the A82, and we're was along through what could what can only be described as a set of brave heart at times yeah. that run up to Glencoe. It's just absolutely phenomenal. But before you, it's a, it's that's a bucket list for anybody. Oh absolutely. Even if it's even if it's and wet. it was wet that morning. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a mm. it wasn't full on Scottish torrential. It was just a it was a drizzle. A kind of constant drizzle. Yeah. Um before you get to Glencoe there's a little turning, um, which I know we've talked about before. Um, it's for I think is it Glen, Glenateive or Etive or Etiv? Oh yeah, uh, Glenative or Glen Glenethiv, I, I I again we're, a, we're from
1: Scotland and we'd have a clue exactly feasting,
0: so But that's a single track road. And that's the single track road that was made famous by the Daniel Craig D B five with Danger De Skyfall picture um now as you go along that road you're not along it too long and it kind of opens up to the whole skyfall view and there's loads mm-hmm. of little passing places what passing place or lay by they used or a skyfall when it oh, when you by come all anyway, yeah. there was loads of that going on <laughs> yeah lo- i mean it's actually on google maps as the james bond skyfall road i but it does you know, I mean we put it into the gpx and cali motor, we couldn't get it to come up as a waypoint, so we didn't know what one it was. We think we know what one it was, but there was a guy in a fucking bright blue RS4 or something parked in it, some old bloke, taking pictures, so you're like, Taking pictures of
1: on a scaffold! and
0: a Again, loads of that going on. <laughs> you imagine, <laughs> you know, imagine 15 bikers auditing their best Adele impression for the next yep. fucking hour and a half after that. Um so, yeah, so, again, that's a really good little single-track road, and it's not overly... You know I mean, you can easily take Overlook down there without any not problem cool. at all. It's not like it's, like, pure, proper off-roady, you know I mean? The boys were yeah. flying down there in their RTS and not having any issue. You'd get down there and they bother on, on the old Triumph. Um, now, rather than just going to the sky for a bit and turning around and coming back again, which for 15 bikes would have been an absolute nightmare... Simon said, I don't know it's at the end of this road, I know it's a dead end, let's go and have a look. And it goes on for a couple of miles. So we f- went all the way along there, quite happily, till we got to the end of that road. Um, and it's actually, there's a little car park, and if you walk just, a clearing in the, the kind of trees, and it's only maybe 10, 15 yards, and you end mm-hmm. up on this pebble beach, which has the... The glens on either side, kind of th- three sides, and then looking at is the estuary, which actually leads out to Ardemachnish uh, Bay. Um, again, if you had a boat, you could just boat and straight out there. But it's just so spectacular; you would never find that unless oh, eh? you, unless you went. I'll just see what's at the end of this road. which I'm is
1: just having I'm a good. wee look at it in Street View. There, lovely. it's lovely. That's it's pure so beautiful. What cool. is, um, is like. I've that's got, like sexual, that's like pure sexual, that's like n- n- sexual in a,
0: in a picture skew sort of way. And it's such a good little single, it wasn't overly busy, do you know what I mean? But it was such a good little road oh. just to kind of tinker down, do you know what I mean? And then on the way back, it was completely empty, so we managed to get a bit uh, of what a What kind, kind of speed
1: on. are you doing up that
0: road? As you're coming down it, we were then, it wasn't any more than 30. Couldn't have been, we were porting along quite the thing because it was, only sure. On the way back, there was no traffic and actually the view kind of up the road was far better so we managed to get a bit of a lick on. I mean, obviously within the speed limit, um, we we did manage to get a bit of a lick on. Um, But the thing is, is when you get down there and you get your photo opportunity and all that, you've got to kind of turn back and do the the road again because that's the only way out, which is fine because you get to have that same joy on the way back. When you get to the top again, you're turning left. That's you back onto the 82. And the next stop is the, the Glencoe Mountain Range, which is just, Aye, again, stunning. it's just phenomenal. The only thing I'll say about that part of the road is, is watch out for people suddenly realizing, oh shit, there's a car park. I can pull in and get pictures. And the Aye. brakes come on at an Aher. Um, that's the only thing to be to be to be really mindful of. Um, obviously, we passed, you know, Who's house, which is still standing, which I'm surprised about. I thought um, that had been bumped in. I would have thought that had been bumped in and all. But but they it still go. all boarded up? And have I still all boarded up and spray painted the profanities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if MD doesn't know what we're talking about, just Google it: <laughs> "Little White House at Glencoe, and it will come up. Um, at the end of the mountain range, which again is even. Even in the, it was kind of grey when we were there. It's still spectacular. It really is spectacular. And I think
1: that's one thing to, to, to stress about riding your bike in Scotland, right? It doesn't matter what the weather is. Scotland looks spectacular. It just looks a different kind of spectacular depending on the weather. Aye,
0: and no. if you, and you, you can go it.
1: somewhere and it looks beautiful in the sunshine, but it's pretty dull and and boring in the grey. Whereas Scotland, it just it just changes to a different atmosphere. Aye.
0: And it's spectacular for so many different reasons. Go, just... And if and nine times out of ten, if you don't like the weather, keep it fifty minutes. It's probably going to change. We'd like,
1: we'd like to we'd like to uh, fa- thank Travel Scotland for sponsoring this episode <laughs> of the podcast. Um, you know, if you'd like to go to www.travelscotland.whatever Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Um, what um, like. the, and if you put in the code. Uh, midges are us. You can get yourself 10% off the latest tartan uh, testicle warmer.
0: There you go. <laughs> or midge repellent, but doesn't it work? Yes. Um, at the end of the Glencoe mountain age is obviously Glencoe town itself. Again, we stopped in there for lunch. We went to the Glencoe Inn, which was which was quite rustic. Isn't it? It's nice in there. Um, again, just watch the car park because it's all gravel. Um, there's a lot of gravel mm-hmm. car parks for this point on, which is just... <clears throat> Gives you a bit of a squeaky bum at times, because you put the stand on and then go, hmm, is that really done? And then it goes, and then goes down a bit there.
1: Yeah, I had that when I, when I took the Triumph on a beach, just to get a nice picture. And
0: I went, to put the stand a- down and went,
1: no, 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 <laughs>
0: until we went, so we went, here's a bit of concrete, put it there. <laughs> aye, aye. Carry a pebble. Cab- carry a decent sized pebble with you at all times. Oh. Um Now, this is where we kind of deviated from what we were planning to do, because we found out the week before that the Corrin Ferry was actually off for motor vehicles, and that included motorbikes. They were only running for pedestrians, which, to get to where we wanted to go, which was Ardermochton Lighthouse, it just wasn't going to happen, because that's a beastly walk, so... Um, Aye, so with the Corn Fairy We decided because of the wet and stuff We would go up and we'd go up Because we were going to have to go up and run to Fort William Anyway, and we thought what we'll do Is we'll head that way and then we'll make a decision On whether we're going to go that way or not And actually as we kind of carried on run It's not that the weather wasn't getting any better It wasn't getting any worse um, Right But just given given the Detour we had to make to get around there and then to get to the lighthouse there's quite a substantial bit of single track road which Mm -hmm. Simon's concern was that with the rain had been on most of the morning that was just going to be an absolute nightmare and to do that and then get because it's one road in one road out so to do that and then obviously would you call it we could have been looking at a serious delay in terms of getting to the the, the hotel that night, so mm-hmm. it obviously put it to the vote, and we, everybody said, listen, it's fine, you know what I mean, everybody would, you know what I mean, it's not as if we were short on scenery, do you know what I mean, it would have just did. been nice to get to the Lighthouse, which is the furthest west point of, kind of, mainland Britain, but again, people weren't, weren't that bothered about it, so we took the other option, which was, we went up to Fort William, and then we kind of went way along that road, and we stopped at uh-huh. Finnan. so that's the eight Eight three zero, and that takes you to the Glenfinnan Monument which again is the muster point for Bronny Prince Charlie before he marks yeah. on to Culloden yes. which is quite cool to see but also on the other side of the road you've obviously got the the Glenfinnan Viaduct which is Harry, Harry Potter Slaughter. train yes and again, you're not allowed to fly your drone there no and it was absolutely heaven. <laughs> heaven with Potter fans absolutely everywhere oh, so it was so, the Glenfinnan Monument is pretty special though, is not it? The Glenfinnan Monument is pretty special. I actually bought a postcard route on it while I was there. Um, just because it, it is... Did, you, did you go
1: off and climb up it? No.
0: All right, we go off the bikes and had a wander about right. and stuff, but... Never went up it. Um, so we left there, we came <coughs> back to Fort William, carried, up the, carried on up the 82, um, and we stopped at Spean Bridge, which is the Commando Memorial, which again is, is quite a powerful so place. Nice. place. Um... Again, special one for me because obviously my granddad's plaques up there because he was a commando in World War Two. So I got to see that. Hadn't seen that for a few years actually. I you mean, know, before COVID, so that was quite a. That was quite a. Remor- I just kind of went to the main thing at that point. Just you know, what I mean, just for the sake of it. Oh, um, it's Nice, nice, like, nice up there. Isn't it? uh, it's, and it's quite a thing up there. It's quite, um, it's quite a powerful place when I mean, you kind of look out and see anything. The memorials you, up there. That's for the. Oh. The commando's trained all over there, didn't they? That's where the commando's trained, I they all, they all trained up there and did all the And there's a fair bit of ground up there. Um, and then for there, they, they then had to, obviously, march back and stuff, which was quite... Mm-hmm. There's a little museum in Spain Bridge. I never saw it, I never saw it open. It's, I think it's part of a pub or a restaurant. But it's got a little room off the side, which is the kind of commando memorial um, museum. Um, and I didn't see it open, but it, we didn't really... I wasn't overly focused on it. Mm. Um, but that's also worth kind of going in and having a look because there's some good stories and there's loads of little artefacts and stuff in there so if you're ever like, planning mm. spending the day up and around that way. Um, from there, well, obviously, we came back out and we went back onto the 82 and that led us up towards uh, Invergarry and we joined the A87, which, again, is just a great little road. I see a little road. It, just, it goes on for quite a bit, but it just in and out of glens and up beside locks and all. It's just so good, and nice. the end point for that is Eilean Doran Castle, which never fails to impress when you come round the corner and then it just slowly pans into view. Such a good such a good spot um, and rather than pulling it at the car park we went round and over the bridge and there's a little kind of there's toilets and that little calf thing on the other side which gets yes. you some great shots of elandon and it's, it's usually far less busier than actual elandon Dornan car park which you. Yeah. And did you see
1: the immortal lines what ones I'm Connor McLeod of the
0: Clan McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I never. I'm pretty I don't I, I never even had I had some of the soundtrack for Highlander, a couple of songs on my playlist yes. and they weren't even on I should have timed that better. Do you know what I mean? Um be Eiland, for Elon Donning, you're not that far for the Kerala Couch, which is like literally a yes. stone's throw away for the Sky Bridge. Yes. Um and we stayed in the Kale Hotel, which again you know I mean <laughs> really comfortable, food was good, paint was great. Fairly cheap, Um, and you mean there's some some locals running it that had some decent stories and stuff. So that was that was kind of day two, and that was about 250 miles, but it's 250 miles of just utter awesome scenery. That's the most one of the most stunning bits of uh, country you can ever again go through. If I was doing like a week, like a maybe a two day weekend, do you mean? So traveling a day, staying over. Then maybe then an explore stay over and come back. I would do that road in do sky. Yeah. And I would definitely hit sky, which is what we did on day three. That was the kind of morning of day three. Was we hit we hit the sky bridge. We went over into Port Rhee and um we took the road to Uig, which is the A eight five five. Now at Uig If you, there's a road signed for the, I think they pronounce it, the Quaring, right? Q-U-I-R-A-I-N-G. This takes you on a single track road over the hills. And I can only say it's prehistoric, right, in terms of the rock formations. If you saw a pterodactyl flying past, you wouldn't have thought twice about it. You'd have just thought it should have been there. It's so spectacular. I mean I've never seen anything like it it's absolutely phenomenal and it makes you feel so small <laughs> just by the sheer size of it, interesting story at the top there's a car park where you can park and you can go and take pictures, fair play to Sky, and I don't mean the TV network, Sky have actually started, they've put a pain display in the car park on the top of this single track road and it's at the top of this hill and they've got a warden on it. It's absolutely quality. You're like, nah, fair play. You know what I mean? Make your money where you can. Absolutely. How did they, how did they, um, how they, how did they, uh, that though? Have they got a guy hanging about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a guy in a van. Now, here's where travelling with a minor celebrity comes into, bo- comes into effect. We obviously yeah. park the bikes up. And the boy can walk in there, all in fluorescent yellow. Yeah. The fluorescent yellow trousers and jacket, etc. Comes wandering away there. Uh, then realises it's Bruce. The boy's got a Kawasaki KTR 1400. Really? The same as one of the bo- one of the boys on the tour, Paul. Paul had a KTR, mm-hmm. and he was riding it. And obviously he comes wandering mm-hmm. away there. Uh, notices it's Bruce. Watches Bruce's channel. Parking gone. Parking, not a problem. Brilliant. Sweet. <laughs> like that. What? Unbelievable. So, aye, so, that was quite interesting. Do you know what well, I mean? Buy, just bike yours, what were they charging for the parking? I don't know, because we never got to that point. Do you know what I mean? I would imagine mm. it would have been like a, a pound or something like that. Do you know what I mean? A, a pound for an hour or something like that. I don't think it would have been overly much. Do you know what I mean? Given the volume of traffic that's in, that was in there and then. That was coming up the way when we were going down the way, I would imagine it'd be a pretty decent turnover. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you never know.
1: No. Curious now. Is that is so that viewpoint then, is that Duntullum? Viewpoint. I don't know. Dinosaur, I, Dinosaur Footprints, Duntullum Castle, was that where it was, or was it further Is that, Is it in the top third? It's the top third, yeah, it's right up there at the top. Aye, that and might a viewpoint. That might have been
0: it. Um because it was way up past. Did I have a
1: cairn thing there? A cairn thing? Is
0: that a cairn thing? No. Um... I'm
1: now just curious what it cost, to Parker? What did you say? The caring. A cairn? Did I have a cairn sitting when you looked out? No. I no, ah, don't
0: think right, so. Okay.
1: Anyway, right, well, I'm, I will, I will do some
0: um, investigation to find out how much it cost the park. To be honest, right? <laughs> to be honest, right? We only did the top third of the Sky and I would quite happily go back and spend the day on Sky and just day Sky. Aye. Because Sky, has got a, there's a lot on it. Do you know what I mean? And we only did that top part and it was just absolutely spectacular. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely phenomenal. Um, But coming nice. off of Sky, we headed... Um, we took the A890 to Loch Caron. And again, this this route's this route's again unreal, um, and it's unreal for a different reason. Every corner seemed to be a different country. I mean, really? we could we could have been honestly <clears throat> if you didn't know any better, right? If I just showed you pictures, you'd have had three or four guesses at where each one was because at one minute right. you're in Scotland and it looks like Scotland, it's very typical. Next minute you're on a road where you would swear it was it looks like the Alps. Next turning was looked like Canada and the Rockies. Then we were in this bit where there was like really soft hills and loads of trees and one of the guys went, This could be Yosemite Park. Do you know what I mean? There's just loads and loads of different I I was I was astonished just how much different not even different areas. It was just different sections of the same road looked like completely different places. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if it was, and it's not as if it led in, it was just like one minute, you're in this part, next minute, bang. It's like, looked completely different. It's just absolutely mental. Really good road, that really, really enjoyed that bit of road. Um, We stopped at Le Hotel, which seemed to be the only place open for lunch. And again, this is, this is, this is a common theme as we get further and further up. There's less and less open, I mean, oh, cafes really? and things like that. I've got signs up saying cafes open when you get there. It's not open at all. There was loads mm-hmm. of them. Um, when we got, we went, we went to when we were coming through Torridon. It took us three goes to find a coffee stop because the first two were shut. And you're like, well, how can that be making money? It's just that it's really frustrating. That that was a it, lot of these things are kind of made a retireable things, aren't they? People buy them. Aye, but it's Move like to, to, it's it's tear us me. The weather was nice. Why the hell are you not open? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, I, and yeah. Simon said, when they did it last year, they did it at the tail end of August. And sh- still, yeah. it was different shit that was open and different shit that was closed this time than when it was the last time. And you're like, they must just go, oh, fuck it, it's two o'clock. I'm having a, I'm just shutting the place. You know what I am mean? away. And you're like, what? Um. But aye, but if you're up that way, Loch Arran, Loch Hotel is great for lunch. Really reasonable. The views are just phenomenal. Out the, of the loch with the hills and stuff in the background. So we left Loch and we obviously head towards Applecross, which obviously everybody knows. Now, this is obviously Aye. the start of Black Nabar or the Pass of the Cattle. Um, again, everybody knows this road. Everybody's seen this road. Everybody's mm-hmm. seen stuff. But actually, see when you're on it, your goosebumps get goosebumps. Mm hmm because it's you, just, road, you just know Love it's it. coming, you know it's coming, you know it's coming, it's absolutely phenomenal, Um, I mean you get to the top, it's just the view, we were lucky, it was absolutely crystal clear, the view was spectacular, do you know what I mean, I'm sure I put pictures up on the socials, because obviously, we got a sticker on a pole, um, I tried to I get it in a position, like the, I like the what it
1: says in the, in, the, in the warnings, this road rises to a height of 2,053 feet, the okay. gradients of one in five and hairpin bends. Not advised for learner drivers. Very large vehicles are caravans and motorhomes after the first mile. There
0: you go. Aye. No, I've seen vans and everything coming up and doing it.
1: Aye. It's, uh, that, motorhomes that's just, a lot. That's, that's just... more like guidance than anything else. Aye. That Aye. That means. Aye. Definitely like no Not rule. a rule.
0: More of a guidance.
1: I've got. A, I've, I've. driven it in a car. I've never driven the a bike, but... I'm driving in the car and I took a, a time lapse of it. And there's one point where we had to reverse halfway down it because this big, massive
0: thing was coming, was coming along. The mm-hmm. There was a standoff between a flatbed coming up mm-hmm. and a Tesco delivery van coming down the way. We was were it? obviously up at the top at this point, off the bikes so of a wander, and you could just see, and the guy in the Tesco van, fair play, wasn't he hanging about? That's clearly his normal daily route, which is, sounds mm-hmm. like a decent daily route, but he was tanking it down there. And obviously he's coming down and then there's a kind of Mexican standoff between the two of them. And you're going, well, I'm again, the guy coming up supposed to key way, I'm pretty sure. The guy mm-hmm. coming down has got right away. No, would they back up? No, Mexican standoff. Which was quite funny to see through that height. You can just see these two right. little white things not actually going anywhere, which is interesting. But there you go. Um, We left the Balacan Bar and we headed along the A896 to Kinloch U, M. We then went on to the 832 and then the eighty five. Did you stop?
1: You didn't stop in Apple Cross at all then? No.
0: When I mean, I've eaten in the Apple Cross and it was lovely. Apple Cross End's I A lot of folks say yeah, it's nice. It's in, it's in the North Coast 500 book. Um, Aye. MD, that Seafood's uh, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. This is a kind of separate plug, but um, I bought uh, Robbie Rome's. When I was going to plan it myself, I bought Robbie Romsey's uh, North Coast Five Hundred book, which is um, it's a cracking, cracking guide. And there's bits in it where you can actually plot your own activities and your itinerary and all that stuff. There's a whole lot of blank spaces for it, so it's a really good book. And it was nae, um it was overly expensive. Um, you can get it on Amazon or you can buy it direct for him. Um, so I highly recommend that man. Yep. Um, but yeah. Halfway or Partway along the uh, eighty-five, We stopped for the night um, At a place called The Alkguishan Which To be honest Is my favourite hotel Of the whole trip um, It's run by a Romanian family um, And they could not Have been any nicer uh, And they Could not have Nothing was an issue Nothing was a problem For us A um, funny story When Bruce booked it Originally he said Oh I've got 15 um, Coming mm-hmm. And she went Oh she says i I've only got 14 rooms because mm-hmm. the other rooms are booked up Um No, she says, I've only got 13 rooms because the other ones are booked out. it. And he went, oh, right, um, I, I can maybe ask the guy, a couple of guys to share. Blah, blah. She went, oh, no, no. She says She says, can you and Simon share? And she went, aye. She went, oh, that's fine. We'll just build another room. So they built a f- separate lodge thing onto the side of the hotel just to accommodate. Do you know what I mean? Really? Aye. Uh, aye, absolutely phenomenal. Um, the food was tremendous. You I mean they even came out after the meal and, and gave us this complimentary uh, Romanian raspberry raspberry li- liqueur on the house, um, which actually tastes like kind of Benelan and Calpol mixed together. Uh, oh. It's quite, Aye, but there you go.
1: Just shows you, you go all the way up through Scotland and your your best hospitality so far is a Romanian family. have who've, a... who've, who've got a. A hospitality
0: industry there that's open. <laughs> I know, I know, which is mental. But then I'm right, between. I think there was a there was three other rooms that had couples in them, and then us, and that was that pretty much full. Do you know what I mean? That was the hotel yeah. full. So you know I mean we were we were occupying the whole thing, but it's so quiet up there. It's so peaceful. There's nothing about. It's just it's just dynamite. Um, and he could literally just sit in there and have a few beers, and the rooms were the bed was just unbelievably comfy, unbelievably comfy. But that may have been the two hundred thirty miles of pure scenic bliss that we'd mm-hmm. done that day that got us to that. Um, following day we headed for Ullapool. again, eight three five. Just again, it's another road that every bend's just spectacular and got some phenomenal views on. Um, the. 837 takes you to Loch Inver, um, which is again a nice good spot for a coffee. I think Loch Inver it's beautiful. Yeah, Aye, it's lovely mm-hmm. up there. Um, Olivepool apparently is the most romantic town in Britain, I think. Is it? I think so. If it's not, Ooh. it's definitely the, mo- the most romantic town in uh, Scotland. I'm pretty sure it's in Britain. Um, yes, uh, after Loch Inver, um, you then cut onto single track roads. Um, B869 which is Achmelvik, and it's again single track with passing places and it is just phenomenal riding. If you like single track roads, which I love single track roads I was in my absolute element I was doing Tailpoint Charlie this day so I was dropping right off to get pictures and nice, Mm -hmm. plenty of slow footage and stuff letting the guys get away ahead so that I could bank it along those roads, because it just, the pan absolutely loves it, the only yeah. thing I'll say about that road is, is one in May, lambing season, loads of wee lambs about, so you need to watch for sheep and you gotta lambs, be careful there, you? Actually, absolutely. the sheep yes. are fine, yes. the sheep are well acclimatised, they just fucking, they just give a look, as if they say, it's alright big man, I'm staying out here, He'll just plough on, but the wee lambs, because they've no the summer yet, are just a bit ooh, skittish, Um mm mm-hmm. The sheep usually get in between you and the lambs so that the lambs aren't going to go anywhere. We never had a, a kind of squeaky bum moment with them, but it's just one to watch out for. The other thing you need to watch out for on those roads um, or across that top part is deer. Now, I've got a video of two big fucking huge deer bouncing through this guy's back door. And when I say bouncing, I mean they jumped like a three and a half foot fence and it made it look um. easy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, just like um, and then the other thing you need to look out for is gold eagles. We saw, Ooh, t- really? We, uh, we saw, we saw. I missed the first gold eagle because it just dived and I wasn't watching. But I saw the next two after that, which I'm pretty sure I've got in footage. I just can't remember where, and I will find them at some point. But that's that's you know I mean. Again, you need to really just care out. Um, after a single-track road, you end up, obviously, at the kalescu Bridge, which, again, is one of those. Smaller in real life than what you think, but, again, mm-hmm. it's just a nice place to pull in, get a picture and stuff like that. It's terrible if you need a pee, because there's no toilets there. Oh, right, okay. Aye, so you just need to find... And it's quite steep banks, so if you head to the north of the car park, there's a little shrubbery you can actually get behind the we be pee. You know what I mean? Oh, that's
1: which, good. Well, yep, yeah, it's all good when it's just all bloke
0: together. Aye, to be honest, I don't think it was just the blokes that had been using it. You didn't
1: need to pick a pack of she-wee? No. wee. What's a shivi? She-wee? Shivi's are kind of a kind of portable chute that women can use to to pee out of through a fly.
0: And no. uh, stand that one. There you go. No, we did not. No shivis were required during the right. making of this. That's fine. Um. Then, when you leave the Calisco Bridge, you end up on the 838 and the 836, which is you right on the top part of Scotland. And this is you heading for like smooth caves and all that kind of good stuff. And every other beach is Bahamas style. I mean, deep green, blue, aqua, clear water with white sandy beaches. It's just, you know what I mean, I was showing people pictures the day. And they were like, where is that? And I'm like, this <laughs> They're looking mm-hmm. at a map and going, that's not there. And I'm going, it is. Um, but there's loads of those all the way along there. Absolutely yes. phenomenal. Um, it's stunning up there. And Absolutely it's, stunning. it's surprisingly long. When you think you're almost at John O'Groats, you can look out and you go, oh, that must be Orkney. No, that's John O'Groats. You've got all the way around there to go to get to that point which is the A99. Ironically enough, the A99. Now, there is a detour you can do here on the 855, which takes you to Dunnett Head, and Dunnett Head's the most northerly point of Scotland. Yes, everybody thinks joining us, but it's not. No, it's not. It's Dunnett Head. We, because of the time, because we kept stopping and starting, and we stopped kind of just at Smoo Caves for a toasty at this apparently famous toasty van thing. Now don't get me wrong, the toasties were phenomenal, right? Really good toasty. But it took ages to get them because it was so busy. And that kind mm-hmm. of way led us a bit. So we opted and just not to bother going to Dunn it head. Do you know what right, I mean? Um, again, could go to Dunnett Head anytime. I say that casually. Um but yeah, wasn't it that bother John Groats was the main one for us, do you know what I mean, to get to so that everybody could say they've done John Groats because a lot of the boys had already done Land's End.
1: Um, ah, cool, nice one That's
0: your trip next then, Land's End you need to Land's need to End, it Land's End, no bother <clears throat> um, I mean, To be honest, I'll go back and do John Groot's first Um, Now, we left, obviously after the obligatory photo Sticker on a board and all that kind of stuff We then headed south on that A99 Which takes you towards Wick, Libstar And then we obviously stopped in Helmsdale That is a cracking road You can get a lick on, on that road a proper like nice. on on that road. Um, and have some real fun on it. Now, one part that I was looking forward to was the Berriesdale Braze because obviously my father-in-law had done it on a push bike and went, you'll love this, but it kind of goes at a camber, doubles back on its cell, it's really cool, and it's right on the edge of the water. Mm-hmm. As we were going along there, and we turned on to the braze and go down hill, halfway down that hill they've taken off the top layer of gra- uh, tarmac and just left the gravel. Now, the boys that were in front of us that were getting a real, like, on nearly came a cropper. And we think that's possibly where uh, Steve got his puncture, was on that bit of road. You know right, I mean? it, okay. really dangerous. But aye. when it's all tarmacked, that would be one that I would go back and just have a right good blast on, do you know what I mean? I've um,
1: done that road before, it is spectacular,
0: aye. you know. But, um, squeaky bum if you're on that kind of surface squeaky bum, yeah. big squeaky bum um, but we got to Helmsdale and we stayed in the Grange um, Helmsdale's not huge do you know what I mean, by a long shot, it's one of these little east coast towns that you blink and you miss it, um, but we, we stayed in the Grange which was, uh, I swear that place was haunted, it was huge do you know what I mean, had that vibe about it um, very shining-esque do you know what I mean, definitely somewhere mm. you should take your bike in um, Aye, cool, nice. And then the restaurant, we ate in the restaurant next door which actually is Barbara Cartland used to own a house in Helmsdale and she used to eat in there every time she was there so they've got a big picture signed on that with Barbara Cartland oh, which nice. is just, it's totally random do you know what I mean? Um, you're like, why is there a picture, a signed picture of Barbara Cartland up there? And that sparks the story That's interesting. Um, Day five, again this is, the, kinda, this is you mopping up the NC500 portion of this trip when you head down through Brora and Gulls Bay, um, on your kind of dive across the A9 a little bit. um, Just after Gullsby, we took the A39 to Lairg and then the A36 to Bonner Bridge, um, which, again, really good road to get a lick on. Do you know what I mean? The East Coast seems to be more riders' roads rather than scenic mm-hmm. roads. Do you know what I mean? Um, but that eventually will bring you at Dingwall and then onto Drumnard Rocket. Um and again you're you're on the, the kind of shores of Loch Ness at that point. Now you can Aye. turn right and it takes you back towards Fort Augustus and bridge where we obviously came for. But we went left and headed up through Inverness. I never I always forget just how busy Inverness is. So it's, a, it's a it. busy place. It's I used to fucking work there. well, mental. used to go up there a couple of days a week when I worked for the AA.
1: It's drive up to Inverness mental. and stay there. I like Inverness, but it's busy, busy. Oh, but for... then you have to get Loch Ness and you've got um, Culloden and all that. Do you know what I mean? It's a real Aye. tourist paradise, if you know what I mean.
0: And obviously, everybody starting the NC 500 only starts in Inverness. It's just nuts. yeah. yeah. Um, but after a quick stop there, um, again, we had we took one junction on the A9 because obviously you don't want sit in the A9 too long. Um, mm-hmm. And that took us onto the A96 and then onto the 939, which heads for Granton and Spey. Again, really nice coffee stop at the Highland Bakery, which is properly nice if you ever get a chance. And then we just carried on south at that point. Granton and Spey nice. Aye. I really
1: like Granton and Spey.
0: Well, if you keep heading that way, you cut across, I think it's the the 976, which then takes you on to the A93, which runs through Braemar and Glenshee and stuff like that, which, I, mm-hmm. again, that's that's spectacular, you know what I mean, from a scenic yes. perspective, as well as it being really good rider roads. So, aye, that's... Th- and that's not that far away from from, from us, for a for perspective that's not that far away, when you're thinking about it, do you know what I mean? Um, and eventually we stopped it, Blair Gowrie, and we stayed over in Blair Gowrie, which was a nice hotel loaded with Germans. No offense to the Germans listening, um, but it was just there was like a couple of bus loads of Germans in. um and a guy doing karaoke, Ian, which would have made you cringe. I will show you the video. Oh, yes, please. I will show you the video separately, right? Um, and it was just, he sang, he sang Ness and Dorma at one point, and it was, oh hmm. my God, it was just, please, dude, stop. And then Emma, you
1: guys sing karaoke?
0: No. I was toying with the idea, but no. Um He sang he sang this on Dormat, and then he sang... Was it Johnny Cash or something like that? And then he came through to us, because we were sat in another bit of the bar, and we just thought he was in there with a couple of Germans, right? Because we could only see mm-hmm. a couple of Germans sat at a table. And we thought, poor guy, do you know what I mean? Singing to fucking just a couple of folk. And he came through and he's like, here, use are the bikers? you' have got the bikes up right front? And we were like, aye. He went, you couldn't come through and sit, could you? And we were like, "Ah, oh no, we're having a catch up and that. He went, it's just for one song. I want to sing ACDC. And I don't think they're quite into it. Because if you all come in and sit, I can get away with singing it. And then he can, can come back through. And I went, aye, right, come on, boys, let's go through. So we went away mm-hmm. through and he sang ACDC. He sang ACDC trying to be Brian Johnson. Right. Right, and I've got that. I take that, it he wasn't very good then. No, he was... He was don't get lying, his Elvis was pretty decent, do you know what I mean? But right. he kept singing songs and trying to sound like the, them, the, the, the artist that he was singing. Mm. I suppose that's for quite a lot of folk, do I? Fair and enough, right? Like, yeah, okay. It was like... Hmm. But I'll, I'll, I'll share the video with you separate. Listeners, if you're listening, I'm really sorry, you're not going to get to hear that one. Um, but aye, unless unless Ian finds it particularly funny, in which case we might just sneak a wee snip it up. I don't know uh, how maybe. copyright works if somebody else is singing ACDC pretending to be Brian Johnson. I've got a funny feeling that, judging
1: by how you've described it, the algorithm will never think it's ACDC, so we're
0: alright. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> what is that? Um, day six is our last day um, as a as a collective, um, and again these the following roads again are they're not littered with spectacular scenery for the best part, but they are really yeah, the, really the further good. safe you get
1: with those roads are it's more functional. Aye, than but
0: than they else. but they are good from a motorbike rider mm-hmm. perspective. They are really fun roads. So again, we headed on. Can quick jump across the A9, which is just a mental road if you have it to go across it. Fucking mm-hmm. bedlam. Um but we ended up on the eight two two, which is bound for Crief. For the eight for the eight twenty two, you jump onto the eight twenty three and then onto the ninety one. Um and then onto the nine seven seven, which brings you at the Poe Milk po Mill Milk uh bar, right? Which again, is quite apparently a famous um, bike maker. Yeah. I, I'm, I've heard of that, fun enough. But I like, you know. see, but honestly, when we pulled into it, I was like, "This looked familiar for some reason," but I couldn't think why. Um, and they did, In there they do tremendous cakes. By the way, you know what I mean? Again, average bakers in a cake. That's mm-hmm. a place we should definitely frequent. This is where it gets really interesting because at this point, there's a guy pulled in on a on a what well, looks like a, like a 400 scooter. And another boy at the back of him. And the boy gets off the scooter and beelines straight to Bruce. So he's Mm -hmm. clearly known that we were on that he was obviously on tour and he's obviously seen him and went, Oh, that's fucking Teapot One. And he's followed him across, right? Yeah. So I've went, went. I'm going to get a coffee. So we all Mm plows into the coffee. Next thing I get a tap on my shoulder. Right? And obviously we've got a listener guy. Ivor, who listens to the show constantly, he's messages a few times on yep. the DMs and stuff. He's standing right there in the cafe, taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, ah, Darren, average bikers in a cave. And I was like, Hi. Ah, and he was like, I'm Ivor. So, got a Brilliant. chance to have a All chat. All right, Ivor, hope you're listening to me. So, if you're Cheers. listening, buddy, good to good catch up with me Next one, buddy. Next time. Sorry I, think... I missed you. I'm sorry, I missed you. Next time. Well, that's what I said to him. I says, What we'll do is, I think you and me will head over that way for a coffee. And a cake and we'll maybe give him a shout and meet up yep. with him Um for a blether. So that was that was the So was... I know exactly that
1: milk bar. I know exactly what it is. Yep. I see uh, it's see it, it. You go, I know I, it, I know exactly where it is. Yeah. There you Totally. Go. See? Yeah. Passed that a few times. And again, no that far away
0: when you think about it. No, 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 that's doable well doable. Yeah. Um we left <clears> there, obviously after a good coffee and a good catch up and stuff, um, with with the guys. Um, and we headed kind of down into the heartland of Scotland um, and on to the Kelpies, where we stopped to the guys to have a look at the Kelpies. Um, you've then, got to admit, they're spectacular. Oh, even even the minute you... Even if they're the, just driving past them the road, they just appear and you're really, like... Aye. And never mind when you get right up. Never mind when you get right up and you get a three metre <laughs> selfie stick and you've got it fucking right up. Do you know what I mean? Then they look spectacular. Um for the Kelpies, we went on to Whitburn where we had a little bit of a fuel stop um, and something to eat. Um, again, a couple of boys just did <laughs> a Greggs because it was a Greggs there, I just grabbed a sandwich. However, it was at this point, a guy called Dave gets out a, a van, I think it was, a, it was like a mobile technician or something like that. Um, anyway, and apologies Dave if, if I've got that ring and you sell green greengrocers, it was a fish fan, I don't quite <laughs> remember. Um, but Dave came out and tapped me, and he was tapping me on the shoulder again and went, Darn, for every biker's in the cave. And I was like, Aye, and he was like, he was like Oh, good to meet you, mate. I knew you were on thingy, I just saw the bike and stuff, and blah, blah, blah. And I was <laughs> like, <"Aye." laughs> All right, this is good to meet you, mate, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, This is all, you know, Teapot One's here. And he was like, Oh, is he? Oh, I better go and say hello. Do you know what I mean? So right. that made my trip. The fact that he came to see me and recognised me before he recognised the big man made my day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? that British, you're listening. Of my tour. Sorry, mate. <laughs> aye. It's Sorry, happening. The tables, aye. the tables are turning. The tables are turning. But I that was that was kind of. See, for that point, I could have just left and went home. Do you know what I mean? Just like straight across the M8 and straight up the road. But I didn't. Um we left Whitburn, we went back down through Lanark, through Bigger, again, we've talked about the Rose Road, they're brilliant. Um, through Moffat, 708, through Selkirk. Um on that road there's um St Mary's Loch, and um, which is another good place. And I think I can't remember if that's where I got the hummingbird cake. Or right. whether it was or whether it was Poe Mill, it might have been Poe Mill. But it was either Paul Miller or St Mary's Loch. Um St Mary's Loch, in terms of sitting having a coffee and having a look at the views, just again nice. uh, again it's phenomenal. Um and then no long after that you then get into the Kilda Forest, which again it's the B six three five seven. Um and as a rider, it is utterly brilliant. I mean, it gives it gives you such a grin. I thought oh, the, really? I thought Galloway was was phenomenal. Kilda, mm. I think, is probably slightly better. Right. Um, the only problem is when you get to the end of Kilda Forest, you're actually in England. Which, oh, of course, I. Again, we're no, you know I mean, I'm more that fussed about talking about that part. I'm more about, about keeping folk in our side of the, well, the it's, thing. It's, Um Yes. And there is a sign for England, but again, you blink and you miss it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like the big stone thing and all that, it's just like a sign like a cardboard sign that somebody stuck up. Probably we're in England. Um, and it's mm. funny enough, the minute we stopped there to that, I felt like a tourist. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> whereas up to that point, I felt quite at home, whereas the minute we got an and stopped for a thingy, I was like, wait nice. a minute. You no, know, I feel like a tourist. Um, but yeah, that was the kind of roads that we covered on that week, which it was a lot, do you know what I mean? Um, and again, check out, checking check in Stripsi's page and you'll see the kind of, there's a, a map quickly with the route on there. Um, and again the routes are all put together by Simon Weir. And if you haven't got Simon's books, he's got a few books, he's got two for Britain. And there's I think a lot of those roads are in there. And if mm-hmm. not, you can get them for Simon um for his website. And he charges like a pound for the GPX. Do you know what I mean? Which means you can just load it on your cool. sat-nav you and have go, away it It's goat waypoints and stuff on it. Um so I Brilliant. Honestly, really good roads. I've got the GPXs, so Ian, if we were to do it, we can just shoot off and do it. We just need to adjust the fuel stops. Yes, fuel stops are the key. Fuel Aye. stops are the key. But yeah, cool. Amazing. And there were certain things that you and I would not touch. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'd stop at, Glick, we'd stop at Tindrum just for a coffee, mm-hmm. for the sake of stopping it there. But to be honest, in and open we probably wouldn't do because... You can do that anytime. Aight, it would be aight. kind of blast straight we could through, blast, blast past them. Aye, we b- could b- get b- b- to the Kel- We could easily do it to hit the Kel- kale okay, look sh- easy aight. in a day. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Easy in a day, and then you could have a day run sky, or the following day you got run the Black Naba and whatever. Um, aye, there's oh, loads definitely. of options. Loads of options. Um, also if Andy's listening, and again, it's a shameless plug for Simon, but if Andy's listening. If there's a specific tour you wanted to do in Scotland with a specific timeline and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. get a, get in touch with Simon because Simon will do you bespoke stuff and he'll actually sit and plan a tour out for you with yeah. X number of stops across X number of days. If you only want to do so many, if you only want to do like 150 miles a day. And only way a day like the east coast or the, the kind of south or whatever, he'll plot that out for you. Um I don't know what he charges, but I wouldn't imagine it's that much. Um he's a really, really knowledgeable guy. we talk we were just talking one night about like the Duke's Pass. You know what I mean? And that road, uh, Duke's
1: Pass is an amazing road, but
0: it's it's a tricky road. It's a but tricky but it's road. A it's very technical, road. but it's but you know what I mean, I just mentioned it, and it was like, oh, I know that road, and blah, blah, blah and we started talking about, and we started talking about really nerdy, you know, we start talking about individual specific roads, which mm-hmm. gets quite, Andy walking by with I'm like, oh will check the fucking levels out, talking about individual roads, Jesus wept, do you know what I mean? Um, but that's, that's another one, you know what I mean, that, I know we've specifically talked about the ones that I've done on that, that last week, and um, but there's other roads out there, again, that the Duke's Pass is the eight two one, which runs between Aberfoyle and Brigaturk. and um, again, it's an f- absolutely phenomenal road, yes. but it is very technical in places, it's very, kind of, whoop, whoop, woof. but if you just take your time, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Um, any other roads that come to your mind, Ian, that are in Scotland specifically? I mean, obviously,
1: your Apple Crossroad is is the kind of quintessential one that I've, that I've done a few times, and I do think I'd love to do that on the bike, you know. Um, a uh, but if you go up towards um along the north along the coast, um Aberdeen way, right, and up that way up to um along the, I think it's Bucky. If you're going through Bucky and Banff and all that, that's a belter of a run, right? Through Cullen and all that, so I think it's like the. Uh, the A98, but there's the A942, I think, comes off it. So you can go around lots of wee places along that north coast. Cullen's where the famous soup Cullen Skink comes from. So if you wanted proper Cullen Skink, you can go to Cullen um, along there, um, Port Soy, um, and then you go right along. Uh, you end up in probably, well, I have to say, one of the smelliest places I've ever stayed in, which, of course, is... Uh, Fraserburgh, right? So cause it's a fish town, right? It's an absolute Aye. stinking place, right? So, Aye. but one of the things for me, now know, I love the film *Local Hero*, and it's forty years old this this year. The *Film Local Hero*, right? It's our forty year anniversary for the film, there's and it was two filmed G's in a bugger off. Is that exactly? And there's and it was filmed in a wee place called Penan, right, or Penan, however you want to pronounce it, right? See, and love- that in its own, just taking the bike into Penan was just a Penan is just. Yes. Beautiful. And that to me, uh, I would go there and stay there just so that I could wake I could get, wake up in that. the morning and just walk out to the, the phone box and go, Thank you for calling, Nags Island, guess <laughs> do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know right. uh,
1: so um so, and I think that's something I would like to do this year at some point is take a wee run up to Penang and uh, and park there and just go into Penang and have a have a wee um wee lemonade and just sit there and just sit on the sit on the, the coast at Penn
0: Bay and just, aye.
1: Aye, that aye, I would, that to me is, is one to do, do you know what I mean? Right along that way and as you see, you go through Fraserburgh and all that and, and everything. And Peter Heed, Peter Heat Getting down that way, that's another great run. And then avoid Aberdeen, you know, the there um, you go. I mean, I actually like Aberdeen as a city, but I would just
0: avoid it because it's busy. But like because it, is, it is busy. You know, Talking about where things were invented, I found out something really cl- an eye-opener, can I say, on this trip. Again, <clears throat> courtesy of Mr. Simon Weir. Do you know where the deep-fried Mars bar was invented?
1: Well, I, I I would just assume it's invented in Glasgow, but it's it's clearly not. No. Now, is it along at Stonehaven or something like that, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Yeah. Ten so points, to, Thank you very much. So I thought, because I remember we're up that neck of the woods, and it, uh, I, I believe, believe the chippy that says we've invented the, has got it on their window. We oh, <laughs> the- invented. <laughs> I think they have. So I have, I, I have physically uh, driven past that chip shop that it's, says it. We Stonehaven,
0: aye. And who yeah. would have thought of all the places in Scotland that would invent the Deep Five Bars Bar, it was Stonehaven, I know, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and it, it
1: has, of course, got a whole kind of industry of deep fried confectionery. I once went into, um, I once went into, um, the, a, a place and they were trying to deep fry cream eggs. <laughs> Do you see what they're like. Just see how they went. No. Um, Johnson, the <laughs> <of> all places <laughs> They were no. deep frying cream no. eggs. There you go. So no. <laughs>
0: um.
1: um well, one thing I didn't mention, mind you, we, not Scotland related, but um. On Sunday there Was the, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride Or as my mates Just texting me The League of Gentleman Ride But <laughs> So I I went to your League of gentlemen Ride <clears throat> But that was for Every League of Gentleman Ride Sorry, but, So <laughs> Distinguished <laughs> Gentleman's Ride In the world Apart from Glasgow Because Glasgow Had on On Sunday The Race for Life So They wouldn't have Two big no, Kind I'm of not. events I That could That would Could cause some things So the Glasgow one is actually This Sunday coming Oh, and i I'll be I'll be doing that with John. Uh, thank you to everyone that sponsored me. uh so far, um, I've raised well over a thousand pounds. Um, to the loads of yeah, loads of donations. Special massive shout out to some of my friends over in Kansas who have been super, super generous. So, um, and with some of the donations, absolutely incredible. You I know? can't I can't even so. my
0: clap button quick enough.
1: I'm oh, sorry. Have a clap now. And uh, have the clap now.
0: Have the clap
1: now. Uh, I don't know if it's that one. Change. No, it's not that one. <laughs> no. Hey. 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 Okay. Thank you. So thank, thank, you to everyone that's, that, that 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 sponsored both myself and John. Um, I don't know what the, the current ratings are, but John and I were the top two fundraisers at one point, and uh, from the Glasgow ride, I don't know what where we are now. Let me have a look. There was another guy who was quite close to me, but nobody was coming close to John. Actually, obviously. Um, no, a lot of John's a lot just, of people. Aye, um, a Being lot of fans, and Being everything in for John, which was brilliant. So smashed it. Uh-huh.
0: The only way John's getting beat is if Sam decides to do it.
1: Uh, Sam's not in the. Sam's not doing it this year. He can't do it this year. He's busy. Oh, what a um, bummer. But he did share all the stuff and everything. So yeah, so I've done twelve hundred and fourteen pounds. I have raised for um, you know. Uh, prostate cancer and men's health so Excellent. men's mental health so thank you very much to everyone about that that's absolutely incredible are you yeah. still in first place? Um, to what it is um, I'll just tell you if John's still in first place I think he should be so I don't know if I'm second but I would say it was brilliant anyway but because like, you you get, get a wee yeah, distinguished gentleman's patch for doing all the bits and bobs and you get a wee set of pins because you've because you've done all that which is pretty cool so that Glasgow Ride cool. has raised over £10,000 which is wow. amazing yeah um, so That's yeah, thank cool. you very much Glasgow Ride Information it Says the ride was postponed It's been postponed this Sunday Just because of something else on the thing okay. uh, I am now third I'm now third <gasps> Somebody's beating me by £3 So if anybody Somebody If anybody wants to sponsor me Just three quid, 4 quid, Just to jump me back into <laughs> second, 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 second place second That'd be brilliant uh, Gary Winston has jumped up there Gary, well done for raising all that money Absolutely amazing mate Superb But um, I'm currently in bronze place so, um, if anybody wants to chuck, chuck in a fiver, just to bump just me to up, bump bump up, up. the second, um, I'd, I'd appreciate your support. Well,
0: Susan. Um, <laughs>
1: Susan, Susan's been very generous. I can't fault that at all. So, um, you know, we have still got a few days to go for the Glasgow ride. So, um, there we go. Let's uh, pop in some more. I might just be doing a big another push on the social media as well. Um, but that's next week. Shame and I'll be doing. Pop. I'm just working now. Currently, my my filming and audio setup. I'm going to attempt to connect you, my road wireless microphone into my helmet and then onto a GoPro. Did you
0: to, did you share did you share it on your own socials.
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Should have shared it on ours. On the I other know. Uh. Ones. So the end of listening, yeah, you mean know, when, when mm-hmm. we did your turn. Aye. Yeah, right.
1: I'll um I'll maybe do that, yeah. So I'll see if I can get it shared this week and get a few yeah, If anybody fancies popping in a couple of quid. that'd be good. Offer be brilliant. a good cause. Offer a great cause, oh, an amazing cause, especially for um, you know, for prostate cancer and men's um, and health. So it's a, uh, it's the same, uh, it's the same charities in November. It's sponsored by November yes. and Triumph. So, um, so there we go. But that is the uh, Just with Chapman's ride. So do look out for me. If you're on the ride and you're not in a team, you want to join a team. My team's called the Overlookers. So um, if you feel like adding yourself onto a team, go for it. Pop yourself in and uh, uh, as a team, uh, look for the Overlookers. You can just click on and join. Absolutely. Uh, we'd love to have you on the team. Cool. There we go. We plug
0: for the distinguished gentleman's ride right at the end of the podcast. Quite right. I know, I meant to say that about you, but we're in the flow and I thought oh, I'll leave <laughs> it and we'll talk about it at the end, but you beat me to it. Um, just thinking, you know, the other place, we're talking about obviously Local Hero and being in that little place. Do you know yep. a place that I'm definitely going to get on my bucket list this year to go and visit? St. Ab's.
1: I've been there, yeah, down, yeah, it's brought, um, past, and that area down there, past Belhaven and all that is, um, eh, uh, is amazing, it's another good wee run down there, yeah, right. lovely, beautiful, absolutely. So, have anybody... Dra- ride into St. Ab's, take a picture, pretend you're in New Asgard.
0: Exactly. So so... I
1: think they've actually got that now, they've got St. Ab's, turned with New Asgard. Yeah, twin with New Asgard,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, so St. Ab's was the filming location for, one of the. I can't Four. remember, was it Avengers... Endgame, or... Uh, it was that. whatever one, it was, Fat Thor, in it? Aye, I think it was Endgame. So that's the, <clears throat> yeah, thing. So it was, that's the thing.
1: It must have been because it was after Ragnarok, wasn't it? Aye. It was after Thor Ragnarok when they were left stranded. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Spoiler sorry. Alert. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Out. After Thor in, in St. Ab's is where they filmed it, yeah. it's really cool. And aye. then they filmed stuff again in St. Ab's for the for the last Thor Love and Thunder film. Oh, aye, so The, the really less good. we talk about that, the better. So. so <laughs>
0: Hi, spoiler alert! It was shit. Aye, exactly. Although it, it wasn't the shit. It was it was shit until the new Ant Man came out. But we will not go there either. Uh, that that new Ant Man was just
1: a, c- a CGI pilot. I mean, yes. Anyway, yeah. Yes, cool. Moving on. Moving, moving
0: on. on. Anyway, that's, on. It,
1: that's it. That's That's good. So I think from the uh, the big question of the big talk three really is there is so much more to explore. Uh, even within a couple of hours of Glasgow you could be there for a couple of days just to go around that area. Sky. I'm super excited about um about getting to on the bike and riding
0: around, you know. Sky, Sky if if I only have a if I only could do like maybe two or three days, I would do sky. Yeah. Purely because there's just it's epic. It's the only mm-hmm. it's prehistoric and it's epic. Do you know what I mean? But it's just aye, it's just the road to get there's spectacular, um, mm. and then once you're there, it's just even it's even better. My only problem is is I then know how close I am to the Balakna Bar and the Alt gouish That yeah, my yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, tendency yeah, yeah. would be, yeah, well, fuck it, we're on the road now. Might as well just keep going.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, um, totally agree. And Probably. just
0: so that everybody knows, because obviously we've talked about it loads and obviously I packed and made a kind of run through the itinerary of what I packed on my bike. I did not miss anything. You know what I mean? I pr- there was some stuff I didn't use, obviously, like first aid kits and puncture repair kits and stuff. And actually, it, it's a good ride, you, a don't good ride them, so. you don't have to use it. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know what I mean? Packed enough clothes, packed enough, you know what I mean, of everything else, and it mm-hmm. was really simple just to, Pack the bike on and off, and and crack on and do it that way. Um, so yeah, and obviously the the footage with the with the stick and stuff attached to the the kind of guards on the bike and stuff is, it seems to have come quite good to touch with so far of what I've built cool. through. Nice one. Um, but yeah, other than that, all good. So if you don't know what I packed, go back to the last episode, and you can get a list of what I packed. Don't take, a, don't take a picture of it, and rightly so. Who wants to take a picture of somebody else's undies? Although, again, step one. Step one undies and step one leggings are terrific on the bike.
1: Oh, they're good, yeah. I know you, oh, on the bottle a few months ago, you were
0: like, aye. Terrific on the bike. You know what I mean? As, a, as an underlayer, like as a base layer, mm-hmm. phenomenal. You know what I mean? You just don't feel the cold at all. Do you know what I mean? And they're really light, dead easy to pack. I can thoroughly recommend those. Do you know what I mean? Cool. So there you go. I'm going
1: to get get some.
0: Yep, definitely. I'm going to get some. So that was it. That was the big question of is it good to tour in Scotland? Yes. Hell yes, it is.
1: And and that was only... But what's good about it is is there's so much more to still explore.
0: There's tons of roads to store. Mm. To To explore. Do you know what I mean? Um
1: But as you say, it's a bit a hit or miss whether things are open.
0: Aye, I, I think if you know what I mean, don't get me wrong, it was great doing it in that big group. Um and again it is a hit and a miss if stuff is open and stuff like that. And it's it's a it's difficult when you're in that size of group to get somewhere to someone to accommodate that many people right. in single rooms. I think if there was maybe three or four or half dozen of these gone, then obviously you your options are a bit more open. You know what I mean? We had yeah.
1: to And your big hotels, not that are open, aren't they? So you know, all those kind Aye. of things Your hotels and that So you're, you're not stuck for things No The wee coffee shops and things you,
0: pff, It depends whether or not They want to open them It's mere so at, yeah. It's mere so at dinner time See when you go to book in For somewhere to eat mm-hmm. If you try to book 15 at a table Aye. Certain You mean We had to book Bruce booked a month in advance For the restaurant in Oban Because there's only There really is a couple of big restaurants In Oban That would seat that mm-hmm. many And he had to book it Like a month in advance And his first option was already booked. Right. You know it just I mean? shows you, doesn't it? And it just shows you. So that's yeah. the kind of, so there is a wee bit of planning ahead for those kind aye. of things then? If yeah. you're going to go in large numbers, do you know I mean that's definitely something to think about. If it's just, you know I mean you and a couple of your mates or even a half dozen you're probably alright. Do you know I mean but I something worth thinking about um and again if you haven't experienced a day for 15, check out chicken strips. I know next year. I think he's talking about doing two. He's talking about doing it anti-clockwise at the start of the year and then clockwise kind of later on in the year. You know what I mean May for one, and I think September or August September for the other. Um, but yeah, they'll cool. fill up pretty quick, I think, based on.
1: Yeah, no, it, a, it just look and just everybody just looked like they were up for it. You know, when they were all on the, waiting in the ferry when I called, guys it's just it's looked like a laugh. really good, good to energy about other, it all. <laughs>
0: Um so aye. All fun and games. Till someone shits themselves. Which didn't mm-hmm. happen by the way, I'm just making that better. Oh, thank earlier. goodness. Thank goodness. Just, just in case. Yes. Here we go. Episode thirty five done. Again. Thanks everybody for listening to the ramblings. Us, the average bikers and supporting the episodes each week. Again, we're blown away by just the sheer you mean participation that we're starting to see now again Mm -hmm. bumping into people at random stops and Whitburn and people saying oh listen to the show and it's brilliant and love it and keep it up and stuff so that just encourages us to keep to keep plodding along Um, so massive thanks to all you that listen, follow comment, again remember these just are the opinions of a couple of average bikers
1: yeah, so thank you from all of us here at the ABC team and if you enjoyed it, please like, share and more importantly, sponsor me so I get to be second in the DGR again. No, more importantly, <laughs> subscribe if you want to get in touch with questions or a possible big question. If you're a young rider starting out, if you're maybe taking advantage of the Triumph thing, would love to hear from you talk about, you know, if you're working in a, a dealership and you're wrong. I know young Donald in Triumph, I'd love to get him on for a chat. He's a bit of a hoot, and I we need to get into the old, We'll be getting, we getting, inside getting inside into time as well. Getting to you guys. But yeah, so a few of the guys I'm trying to pick up with. But yeah, if you we'd love to hear from, we'd love to get you on for a chat. You know, we can we we'll zoom and we can zoom anywhere in the world, so please do get in touch. Um, if you've been on the Chicken Strips tour, if you've been in parts of Scotland you want to give us your thoughts on them. Um, if you if you know where there's somewhere better than to get than Hummingbird Cake, please let us know. You can if do you all know, that. It's through, hummingbird
0: cake, let us know.
1: Aye. Yeah, if you get a recipe for that, would be even better. Uh, so please do email us at cave at outlook.com or get in touch via Facebook or our Instagram. Get wiggling your fingers in the socials. So, maybe ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for listening to us all and we'll see you in the next episode. So, until next time, only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window. <laughs>